0: in, where being late to the party isn't a bad thing. I, of course, am your host, Jiraiya Archuleta, and with me is always Sleepy Robbie. Hello. Frizzy Haired E.
1: Hello.
0: And then joining us this week once again from across the country, we have Rocky. Hey, hey, hey. And then for the very first time, we have a fifth person on the podcast, the one of two
1: of my sisters, Samantha Archuleta.
2: Hey everyone, it's your girl!
1: (laughs) This month, we would like to take you on an adventure. One that takes a look through the history of marijuana, also known as the Devil's Lettuce.
3: But, it's not just a history, because that would be boring.
0: We want to take a look at the history of the Sticky Icky, how society was reacting to it when the film came out, and the general attitude of the era, and how weed related back to it
1: all through the crystal clear lens of cinema
2: all month long we're picking movies from a very particular time in history that either celebrated or looked down upon the use of that chronic
4: so we're inviting you to mow the grass or burn one down as we all learn a little bit more about mary jane and her sweet sweet herb The 70s were known for many things, but the thing in front of everyone's minds when it
0: comes to that era is the war on drugs. In June of 1971, President Richard Nixon famously held a press conference announcing that drug abuse is public enemy number one. He declared he would be devoting more resources towards the prevention and rehabilitation of those who are addicted. The Drug Policy Alliance estimates that $51 billion annually on these initiatives is spent. All is to say, our story, story sort of starts smack dab in the middle of the Cold War and just before the oil crisis of 1979. The hippie movement was on its way out of society, no longer being seen as the counterculture movement that it once was. Earlier in 78, Bundy was caught in Florida, and later that year, Gacy would also have to answer for his crimes as well. But, as I think we can all agree, the most important thing to happen that year was the release of the movie that we're talking about this week, which is, of course, Up in Smoke, starring Thomas Chong and Cheech Marin, also known as the duo of Cheech and Chong. It started with the meeting of the two men ten years prior in 1968. They were both part of the comedy scene in Vancouver, but the initial meeting was at a strip club that Tommy used as a topless improv bar. That's true. Tommy hired Cheech as a comedy writer, and eventually they both decided careers in L.A. would be the best idea. Something you should know is that they both had careers in music before meeting, which Cheech says is where that bond between the two of them really came from. So the thing most people don't realize about them is far before they were doing comedy sketches and movies about drugs, they were a comedy band duo. Quite successful at it, actually. So much so, in fact, that they are actually Grammy Award-winning artists. Again, true. In 1972, they won Best Comedy Recording for their album Los Cochinos. This, of course, spurred many other successful singles and whatnot, eventually leading the duo to ask, what's next? For them, the most obvious answer was film. So, they went around to various studios until one studio finally agreed to let them make a movie. That studio was paramount. With the caveat, of course, being that they they fund the movie with their own money. The two of them agreed, put up the money, and the rest, as they say, is history. But before we get to all of that... I just gotta know, Sam. How you doing? I am
2: doing all right. <laughs> yeah. Um, <laughs> enjoying my weekend off, listening to podcasts and playing video games. Listen to the new Nightwish album. That's
0: good. Uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I have some thoughts about that. Have you listened to it? I have listened to like the first four tracks. I think, I think I don't like it.
2: I think it sounds like Nightwish. <laughs>
0: I don't know, like, yes and no, like, the second track sounds like, you know when you're, like, singing in rock band and, like, there's that really weird note that you can't quite hit, so you, like, go really high and then really low and then really high? It sounds like that's what she's trying to do, and it sounds awful. <laughs> I hate it. I really hated it. I have to it. disagree. I have to
2: disagree with you there. I think she sounds great, and he just sucks, so... <laughs>
1: Oh <laughs> Sam does make a compelling argument, yeah well, I can't argue with
0: you suck, you know science behind that and everything,
2: yeah, <laughs> yeah, so, so uh, how's the liquor good. store
0: business handling?
2: uh, it's very busy, very, very busy,
0: <laughs> so. yeah, like a full neon board set up of like this is the alcohols we have on special today, no, rubbing alcohol. <laughs> <laughs>
2: No, but I did make a wine
0: list and stuff like that. So, so anything else going on in your personal life? Anything cool? Nope. Awesome! <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad the yeah. quarantine is treating you so well. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's forever alone, I'm good with it. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, Robbie, what's going on in your life?
3: Uh, you know, just trying to survive the quarantine. Yeah, I think we all are. Uh, Yeah, uh so recently at work like everyone's freaking out there because they started slowing down production and I think the re- part of the reason why is because uh we currently have a a contract saying that we can only sell to like one specific company for a little while and that one specific company is no longer buying from us because there's not as much people buying surgical equipment. So everyone's worried why. that they're going to get laid off.
0: <laughs> yeah, uh Sur- most surgeries are uh, not necessary, and most surgeries happen because of like either sports injuries or because someone's like I want this thing done, and so neither of those are happening right now.
3: No, they're not. Like, it's one of those people aren't getting hurt nearly as often now, so not as many people really need, you know, medical devices.
0: Right. Exactly. Or
3: at least those medical devices, and so. You know, as, as soon as the quarantine's lifted, you know, I'm pretty sure someone's going to walk five feet out of their house and break their leg. And then, you know, we're going to be needed again. But until that happens, like we're kind of on this standstill. And so people are freaking out and partially me included that, you know, we're all going to get laid off and then we're going to be kind of screwed.
0: Yeah, that's uh, going to happen to a lot of companies, honestly.
3: Oh, yeah. The fact that I work for a rather large company and they're going to be doing this is kind of one of those. Oh, that that. Sucks even harder, but I'm just kind of riding the wave until, you know, it all passes. So hopefully I have a job whenever the quarantine's done, especially considering I got a, what's normally reserved for like, uh, Amber alerts on my phone was I got an alert on my phone saying like, Hey, the quarantine's going to, is isn't going to end today. It's going to end on the 26th. So stay at home. Don't leave.
0: Yeah. You would think that people were like reading the news and would just know that that was happening, but I guess it is a good thing that they put that out there.
3: Yeah, so I did get – actually got like two or three emergency text messages saying that like, oh, yeah, stay inside until the 26th now. Don't go back outside.
0: Yeah, and there's a chance that it could be uh, put on for even longer in a week or two.
3: Yeah, I was going to say that it's not going to really surprise me if they're like, oh, yeah, like we said the 26th, but like that's – yeah, seems like it's on par for the course.
0: Uh, I was going to say since you work in a factory, maybe you heard, but we had a meat factory here in Colorado – that had a uh, coronavirus
1: outbreak.
3: Whenever I was online, I kind of like glazed past it as one of the news stories. But yeah, I remember seeing that that there was a meat factory in Colorado that is now shut down. Like, I don't mm. know about permanently, but.
0: <laughs> uh, it's shut down for a 24-hour deep cleaning. Two of the people who got coronavirus from the infection died already. There's another 14 hospitalized. Oh, and there's an estimated, like hundreds of people worked there. So there's an estimated couple hundred that may have it. So they all have to get testing and it's a whole fucking thing.
3: Yeah. And a whole bunch of contaminated meats.
0: Right. So
3: just to make all the vegans feel good.
0: <laughs> yeah, I guess so. It's a, a
2: conspiracy from the vegans.
0: All of it. There's <laughs> all <of> the, coronavirus. <laughs> yeah,
3: the
2: coronavirus.
3: Yeah. The coronavirus in general. <laughs>
0: That's why They keep
3: posting pictures about it. like, see, look, nature, it's taking back over. It's because we're not around. We can't be around any longer. <laughs>
0: I haven't seen a single picture of Seal outside though, if nature's taken back. He should definitely be out doing stuff. <laughs> that's he's nature, right? That's, that's Seal. That's the Seal sure, everyone's right. always talking about, clubbing Seal.
3: I mean I haven't heard Kiss our Kiss from a Rose like kinda <laughs> go by my window <laughs> recently, so I I guess
4: <laughs> oh, that was
0: such a I just, fucking dumb
4: joke. Yeah, it was
1: really
0: good. Everyone just <laughs> stared at me like I was an idiot. That was great. <laughs> I was just trying to remember who Seal
1: is.
3: He's that guy who saying kiss or kiss from a rose.
1: Is that the one that's like da 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 da? Yeah. That's the one. <laughs> what? I, I don't know know even know part. what
4: that was. Do it again. That's cuz you weren't listening properly. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. Yeah. Uh, 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 uh. I believe it's more of a <laughs> <laughs> Yeah,
1: you know. No, I yeah. think it's
0: That's I think it's that. I know that song. No, no, no,
3: no. You I guys know. are wrong. You yeah, guys are wrong. No,
0: no, it's no, no, no. no, no, guys. It's... <laughs> it's... That's it. That's it. Yeah. That's Kiss from a Rose.
3: But yeah, like, with the whole quarantine thing happening, like, I was kind of a boring person before this, so I didn't have to change a whole lot about my life, but yeah, not a whole lot really going on. Weirdly enough, out of all the things that I finished watching last night, I finished watching that Tiger King documentary.
0: Oh, yeah. I watched that, too. It was really good. I would have voted for that man to be president.
4: I haven't seen it yet, so I was going to ask if it was good, but it's great. Yeah, I
3: have to check that out. Yeah. Think of making a murder documentary, but with a lot more rednecks.
0: Well, anything else going on in your life, Robbie?
3: Not really a whole lot. Like whenever there's something interesting happening in my life, I'll be the first one to be like, hey, check me out. But like, no, not really anything. (laughs) Just still hiding underneath the blanket, watching movies.
4: I like to think that you downplay it because you're just a very hardcore person. Like, you're not talking about the buildings that are on fire near your house or, like, the oh. body in your basement. Because it just doesn't really go on, your ra- like, your radar. <laughs> okay, so that building has been
3: on fire since before I moved in, and that body came with the apartment, okay?
4: okay see, that's what I mean, though. So we'd never hear the good stuff because his, <laughs> his bar is so high up. <laughs> so, uh, Rocky, what's going on in your quarantine life? Uh, you know, <clears throat> I'm more boring than Robbie. Not even burning houses or dead bodies or not even sucking dicks for copious amount of drugs. <laughs> just, just another day.
0: I'm kind of amazed Kemia hasn't killed you yet with you both just being in the same living
4: space together for like two weeks straight now. We get along fairly well. We had an argument about dinosaurs recently, so we... <laughs> Who won? Is <laughs> so well, keep the no. relationship fresh. No, we're playing this game uh, Ark, together. Oh, oh yeah, 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 yeah. Yeah, we're playing that With and the dinosaurs. Yeah, and so we got stuck in a swamp, and she got a goat, and I had a to... reason why I was twenty minutes late. Is I had to get us out of the swamp back to the place, and I was kind of, <laughs> I was a bit salty. About it. I'm supposed to be on podcasts, I'm stuck in the swamp. And I say shit like that so I can escape my life. But um <laughs> uh, uh, <laughs> No, but yeah, so that was she lost the goat. She made a friend in the swamp and alligators came and I had places to be, so I said, Fuck the goat, we're leaving And I didn't say that.
1: How was argument way. about dinosaurs? <laughs>
3: Alligators are technically dinosaurs. You haven't, yeah, exactly. You haven't seen these alligators.
4: They're the size of dinosaurs. They're
3: huge. So so there's Kimia trying to pull this goat out of a swamp, like a Treyu pulling his horse out of the bog of sadness. And you're just like, you know what? I need to go to the podcast.
4: Yeah, she's like, Rocky, I think I lost the goat. And she looks, and I'm on a Triceratops. (laughs) <laughs> in the far off distance. <laughs> okay. Oh, so such for you. you. <laughs> well, you should
1: have. You should have told this story without prefacing that it's from Ark.
4: You should have just told this story. Oh man, that would have been awesome. <laughs> Could you cut out the part where I mentioned Ark? <laughs> like, I just lost my <laughs> So yeah, that's my life right. today. That's my life today.
1: Uh, E. Hi. How are you doing? What's going on in your life? I'm uh, making some chili. It's the first time I've made chili in almost a year. Oh. Uh So that's neat. Um I'm using the new Crock-Pot I got to make that chili, which is really cool. Nice. It has has the ability to not be one temperature like my old <laughs> Crock-Pot. Just 400 degrees or nothing. Basically, yeah, it's it cooks <laughs> cooks in 2 hours or <laughs> off. I I decided to buy some tortillas to go with it. I'm really excited and I haven't been excited for a meal I've made in like half a year so that's neat
0: that's sad. Uh. <laughs>
1: <laughs> uh i, bought, I mean I, I got like some switch games i bought high noon revolver and uh conduct for a grand total of 27 cents
0: i have never heard of either of those and i think i now understand why
1: uh well the other one's usually 4.99 they're both indie games which right it's more my my scene than your scene yes so very much so. One, I'm positive, is a phone game that was just ported onto the Switch.
0: <laughs> There's uh, a lot of those.
1: Yeah. Uh, I aged. I guess that happened. Um,
0: yeah, uh, yeah, that's the biggest news. Talking about being I, humble about things or subtle. This is chili. I'm, I'm really excited for this
3: chili. Turn turned
1: though. 21. Yeah, but that doesn't matter I, when I yeah, can have you, chili. <laughs> I didn't eat chili when I was turning 21.
3: yeah i was gonna say he's not really huge on drinking so him turning 21 isn't really that big of a deal
1: well i can't say i'm not huge on drinking because i haven't tried it
0: yeah he's one of those people that literally have only tried it when it's legal yeah so he only tried it when it was like what italy and then never again
1: uh i had i had like a little bit of wine in italy and in, in mexico i had um some sake which is absolutely disgusting and makes me think I don't think I'll like alcohol much. Saki is a but...
0: rough one to start with. I'm going to say that right away.
1: But yeah, like I've never I've never had a beer. I've never had um I don't even remember what the wine tasted like. I was pretty grapes. No, it was like a white wine. Bad grapes. Bad grapes. I don't know. They probably have White wine is still made of know. grapes. Yeah, it's all grapes still. What if it's made of strawberries? Then it's then strawberry it's and wine.
4: grapes. Oh.
2: Wine can be can be made out of multiple things.
0: I'm not to fact check that fruit wise <laughs>
1: well, it's okay. just like you let your it's like you let your fruit rot and then you squeeze that, right? That's how <laughs> wine's made,
0: yeah, yeah, you just wait till your <laughs> apple is real brown and then you just squeeze it into a bottle I, just... yeah, that's the thing. Like you didn't like go out to a liquor store, you didn't like didn't do anything.
3: Well, the other thing uh, is I actually have a story about what I did for my twenty first birthday because I didn't drink on my twenty first birthday either.
0: I had a pretty decent 21st birthday, actually. I think
2: I
4: got really fucked up my 21st birthday. birthday.
2: I didn't do anything on my 21st birthday.
3: <laughs> uh, I was in Job Corps. R as dry and E like to call it prison. And this is not going to help my argument that it was not prison because I was sitting in a classroom like on the verge of tears while being told to stop being a little bitch. Like that was my 21st <laughs> birthday. That
4: sounds like prison. That sounds a lot like prison. That depends. That really depends. Who was telling you not to be a little bitch? Was it the warden? <laughs> <laughs> for my
0: 21st birthday i snuck you rocky into my brother's house that i was staying at the time and we had star wars cake and uh tinis. what'd you do on your 21st birthday rocky
4: uh, so i think on my 21st birthday i was in greeley at my sister's and they took me to a club and i remember being like very anxious so i was like having a dialogue in my head it was weird and I was looking around the dance floor and this was that night and I remember my sister's husband was extremely drunk. I don't think my sister actually came. She didn't want to come. I went. <laughs> I was getting drunk at the bar. I was looking around and I realized like, yeah, this cl- clubbing not my scene. Not really much of a clubber. <laughs> and I think the highlight of this night was this person came up to me and told me that I'm not What I, I can't remember what was said, like I'm not even good. I can't attract. It was like, you know, the you catch more flies of honey kind of reference. Yeah. But it was about me looking miserable. And then they went on the dance floor and was like grinding over there. And I was like, yeah, this really sucks. And so I turned around <laughs> and, like, and I kind of just clustered at the bar until we were all just so drunk that we had to leave. And then I ended up jacking someone's um, uh, taxi. Because I was like, oh, this is convenient, (laughs) a taxi's here, so I walked in. That almost took a very different turn. (laughs) (laughs) That was a weird time to pause, I'm just going to (laughs) say. I remember I jacked the taxi. Uh, Because I was just like, oh, it's convenient, a taxi's here, it must be for me. Because I never even realized I didn't call in a taxi.
3: Which is very convenient because you ended up going through one of those, you know, drunk driving uh, roadblocks. And they just let you through because you're in a taxi. But it's the first time you ever drove a taxi home, right?
4: (laughs) (laughs) But uh, somehow I managed to give the guy the right address. And then I didn't know you are supposed to tip taxi drivers. So... I think I, like, wished him a good night after being very thankful for the ride, and he was, like, kind of trying to make me stay because he obviously <laughs> wanted a tip, and I wasn't getting it, so I just ended up giving him, like, a thousand compliments before leaving the taxi. I've done this before, too. I've done this at airports where, like, they, a person stuck their hand out, and I thought they want to shake my hand, so I shook their hand. Like, no joke. That's legitimately... <laughs> There's a lot of people in this country that require tipping that I just don't know about, and it's just really awkward.
0: <laughs> so when you when we get out of quarantine, E, the plan is we're going to have a giant Harry Potter marathon, because you've never seen those, and we're going to drink a bunch of Harry Potter-themed drinks.
2: I just want to announce that uh, my birthday is next week, so
0: my I'm... 33rd birthday. <laughs> I knew that because I'm a
1: good brother, but... How is the refined host this Saturday? I am actually doing amazing,
0: so I haven't been to work this week at all, and I'm getting paid for it, so that's cool. Oh, that's nice. Yeah, because I have asthma, so I went and had a doctor's appointment, and we had a back and forth, and eventually led on like, yeah, I guess you probably shouldn't be around the COVID and work in a grocery store and touch everything since you have asthma. So that's actually pretty dope. And Final Fantasy VII Remake came out, so that's been really fun. Yeah. I thought mean, uh, you
1: didn't like RPGs.
0: It's an action RPG. It's different, E. And with the introductions out of the way, uh, I guess I have to ask, because I didn't ask beforehand, who all has actually seen this movie? E, have you seen it?
1: No, I never even knew it existed.
0: <laughs> Robbie, have you seen this movie? I have. It's been
3: quite a while since I've watched this movie, though.
1: Yeah, me too. Sam?
2: Uh, it's possible that I see this movie, but uh, I don't remember. So It's like watching it all over again if I haven't seen it.
0: And uh, Rocky, have you seen this movie? Yeah, I've never watched any of the Cheech and Chong movies, to be honest. Awesome. I'll say that I have definitely seen this movie, but I could not tell you what happens in it at all because in my mind it just melds as being all the Cheech and Chong stuff is together. My dad loved Cheech and Chong a lot. He would watch them all the time. I couldn't tell you which Cheech and Chong movie is which one, though, because they all basically feel exactly the same, in my head anyway.
3: Which I guess a little bit of a fun fact. There are eight Cheech and Chong movies, and this is the first one out of all the Cheech and Chong movies.
0: Well, uh, E, let's start with you. What do you think this movie is going to be about?
1: Okay, so there are these two guys, um, Thomas Chong and Cheech Marine. Uh, They... (laughs) are very hungry and would like to acquire some hamburgers (laughs) so they go on a road trip to acquire said hamburgers but during the road Uh, trip whoa their car goes up in smoke um so they have to walk to get the hamburgers well uh
0: that that's that's mostly harold and kumar actually
1: uh yeah also uh at one point they murder someone and then it's never brought up in the end of the movie i'm gonna make that guess maybe is that just because
0: Reefer Madness? <laughs>
1: <laughs> no, I. Just, like. I, like, that's the thing in stoner comedies is like someone dies and they're like, what the fuck? And then it's just never brought up in my experience. All
0: right. So, Sam, what do you think that this movie will be about?
2: Um, I think it will be about smoking weed and being Mexican and making jokes about smoking weed and being Mexican. Okay. That seems pretty accurate. That. Um, I. I don't really know any of the plot lines or anything like that, but I think it's basically going to be the plot line.
0: <laughs> so. Yeah, okay, okay. Okay, so, uh,
4: Rocky, what do you think this movie's going to be about? Imagine the remake of Texas Chainsaw Massacre, but the chainsaws never came. The chainsaws never came? Yeah, they never came. <laughs> the like, chainsaws they just kept driving. never came. <laughs> So it's just 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 a bunch of stoners with a bunch of weed that they probably shouldn't have (laughs) on their way to some fucking (laughs) random location
0: and stoner shit happens. Okay. All right. I guess that just leaves the description. Cheech Marin and Tommy Chong star in this tale of two stoners in search of the perfect stash of hash who end up cruising around in a van made of pot. That's... That's the
1: movie. Wait, it's made. of I mean, pop? you're not wrong. <laughs>
0: that would that would be Texas Chainsaw Massacre if the if the chainsaws never came. You're kind. You're right. You're kind of right. <laughs> but yeah, you heard that right. E, uh a van is made of pot.
1: How does it move?
0: Yep.
4: i guess i'll I'll get
1: my answer when i watch this movie i suppose
4: there will be no answers this is a stoner movie (laughs) whatever basis they set it up on we just have to accept
3: yeah it is kind of like that would never work in real life yeah but it works in the
4: movie I, I, i guess
1: i will be very disappointed if this doesn't end with them smoking the car then
4: Oh, I bet you a hundred
1: bucks they smoke that car. Why would I? Why would I take that bet if I
4: want that to be the ending?
0: <laughs> Alright, it is time for us to go and watch this stoner movie from the 70s. We'll be back in roughly an hour and a half our time and just a few seconds yours. Talk to you guys in just a little bit. And we are back from watching... Cheech and Chong's Up in Smoke. And so, yeah, one thing we actually did forget whenever uh, we were doing our introduction to
3: this movie, we didn't say what it is available on if you want to stream this movie. So there's the usual uh, YouTube, Voodoo and Google Play, which you can watch this movie for 2 dollars or you can rent it for $2.99. However, the easiest way, which is the way that we ended up watching it was through Netflix. If you have a subscription to that, then you can watch it there. However, it's also on Fubo TV and Philo, which I've never heard of those streaming services until now. But if you have a subscription to either of those, Up and Smoke is on there.
0: Yeah, so if you want to watch it before hearing any of our thoughts on the movie, uh, here's your chance to go do that. Otherwise, uh, don't, and we're about to talk about it a whole bunch. You're welcome to join that too. All right, so... I feel like we should start off with Rocky on this one. Buy, rent, stream, or pass. What would you give this movie, and what are your thoughts on it?
4: Man, this, maybe, um, definitely stream it. I mean, if you're really into, like, stoner movies, particularly, like, like the staple of stoner movies, since this is kind of, these were the first people to do it, right? I
1: and mean, that's yeah, definitely
4: worth watching. I I personally wouldn't have done either of these things, but it was there's some quality to this movie. And there's more value in my mind to this than Read for Madness. Although I recognize the historical value of that movie. Interesting, interesting. Okay. Um,
0: let's roll that right over to E.
1: I didn't hate this movie, which was a step up considering how I expected to. Um It has it has some good points to it. I don't like I don't really care for the humor humor that much in it, but I think it does a lot (laughs) of good visual humor in this movie, which I quite like. I don't know much about the the Mary Jane, so I don't know if that part's accurate. (laughs) Uh, Uh. I feel like they had four ideas for movies and then decided to make one movie with it. It feels very all over the place at points. Uh, The part with the car that wasn't as big a plot point as I expected, which is a benefit in my eyes. <laughs> Cause that part <laughs> seemed like it'd be really dumb. Yeah. However, I feel like if you're the kind of person who likes stoner movies like these, you've probably already seen this one. And for everyone else, there's not much to go off of. So I might honestly give it a pass unless you like stoner movies. And again, you probably have seen it if you like stoner movies.
0: That's fair, honestly. Let's head over to Sam, who has probably seen it but doesn't have a memory of it.
2: Um, Yeah, I'd say stream. Unless you really like stoner movies, then buy Just for the historical bit of it. But I think some jokes don't really hold up
3: that well. There's a little bit of veiled racism in there.
4: <laughs> <It wouldn't, laughs> veiled? I don't know well. about
3: veiled.
2: not veiled.
3: I mean, yeah, this movie I, was in the 70s, like they, they were pretty open about their racism it felt like
2: i think some of the humor still holds up but not all of it um, but yeah yeah there's a lot of uh visual visual comedy too and that too but yeah also you know a little over the top but it's it's just a silly premise for a movie anyway so yeah, it's, it's insane so yeah i'd say if you like stoner movies then yeah you'd I can like this one. (laughs) And you've probably already seen it if you like stoner movies.
0: But, yeah, I'd say stream. And on to the Robbie. Byron, stream or pass, and your thought.
3: I would say stream it, at least. But I'm also kind of in the same camp of, like, Not all the humor holds up the way that it used to. And this is like a staple of stoner comedy because you see a lot of cliches that you'd see in other stoner movies. But this is the one who actually started said cliches. So if you kind of want to see like where they all started from, this would be totally be one to watch just to see like where that kind of dumb stoner sense of comedy came from. But you can also tell like they said like. Some – the humor's all over the place, but I get the feeling because you said they, they were on the road and, like, doing comedy and doing music for, like, 10 years before they made this movie. So it feels like a lot of the jokes that they did in this movie were jokes that they probably did in some of their set pieces and they decided they were just going to throw into the movie as a way to try to get humor in.
0: It's funny you mention that. That's actually exactly what it is. They took as many bits from their live shows and CDs as they could and they tried to translate it into the movie.
3: That's That seems about right.
0: Yeah. But – uh <laughs>
3: They weren't the only ones to do that. Like I know National Lampoon did a lot of stuff like that too. From what I've seen, like a lot of National Lampoon stuff, like yeah, they take stuff from their magazines or you know jokes that people made while they were working are working for the magazine and they put it into their or put it into some of their movies. And like I remember hearing stories about like there were some actual National Lampoon movies that they made that was literally a bunch of people telling jokes in a room and they just found a way to put a movie premise behind it.
0: Yeah, I would guess that that's how a lot of like the 70s and 80s comedy started off. Honestly.
3: You can tell that, like I said, a lot of it is just like jokes that they've done in their set pieces and stuff like that. And they just decided to throw it into a movie. So it is all over the place for that reason. Like if you're trying to watch it for like a cohesive storyline or something like that, this isn't this very much is not going to be your movie. (laughs)
0: No, no, it's
3: not. (laughs) But like dumb stoner comedy is your thing. then yeah, this is totally worth at least a stream.
0: Yeah. And as for me, I have a weird kind of thing in my head to where I automatically rate this movie directly back to my dad. Because just his entire behavior and everything is exactly Cheech Marin. Like, down to facial expressions and the way that he, like, imitates jokes and everything. Like, it is almost one-to-one. It's insane. His fucking hair, even. Exactly the same. It is. <laughs> yeah. <Definitely>. yeah. <laughs> Wait, so, like, which one's which? Hi, dad, if you're listening. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, his behavior is exactly like my dad. So I relate it back to my stoner dad. A lot. Like, directly. Like, I can't help but think about my dad when I see these movies. And it's a really weird, weird mindset to be in. But I don't have any reverence for these movies. Like, the, I think the biggest strength that these movies have, is you guys brought it up, each one of you brought it up actually, is it has some really insanely clever visual gags that if you weren't watching and paying attention, you would miss them. But I think most of the dialogue is almost entirely throwaway. Anything they say, except for maybe a couple throwaway lines here and there that they don't pay attention to, like classic misdirect comedy, I think those are the best jokes in it, but there's only really one or two. There's maybe two times in the movie where I actually laughed out loud and went like, that's that's really funny. But the rest of it is just kind of like, I appreciate for what it was and for the, what it was doing at its time, and that it really did set a trend for what this type of movie could be and would eventually be, because let's face it, every single stoner comedy has imitated Cheech and Chong almost to the point of being shameful. <coughs> Harold and Kumar. <coughs> and so it's just, it's insane how influential these two have been just from their very strange beginnings all the way up to where they are now. Yeah, I would say stream if you're even a little bit curious about it. Uh, if you're a stoner, I feel like you have to have this in any, whatever your collection may be.
3: Yeah, I feel like this is uh, essential for stoner comedies.
0: But if you're just curious about comedy and comedy movies of that era, and how they're willing to not be PC at all, because that's what was funny at the time, stream it, check it out. I don't promise that you're going to love it, but you might, I don't know, learn something, maybe. Yeah, I would definitely say stream it, though. And uh, E, I think everybody deserves to know now, uh, how was your chili?
1: It was amazing. One of the best meals I've had in a long time. I'm I'm uh, glad for you. Me too. It was I was worried as I was doing. It. I was worried I was putting too much chili powder in it. But as I was eating, I was like, "Nope, this is actually just the right amount of chili powder, enough to make it quite spicy, but not enough to overbear the flavors of everything else." And then I, I get I get chili for like the rest of the week. What else? What else do you need in life? Money, but money would be nice <laughs> money for more chili. <laughs>
0: well, we are about to go and talk full-on spoilers, or whatever you could call spoilers for this movie. So, if you don't want whatever we're about to talk about being spoiled for you, here's your last chance. Netflix with a subscription. Philo and what was the other one, Robbie?
3: Uh, Fubo
1: TV.
0: And Fubo TV. There you
3: have it. Never heard of Philo and Fubo until today.
1: Sounds like like a elementary school shows characters i can definitely
3: see that as like a nickelodeon cartoon yeah
1: (laughs) like today we're gonna learn the number seven and every week it's the number seven
3: (laughs) (laughs) this week we're gonna learn about the number seven but this time it's red
4: (laughs) sounds like a fucking creepypasta
0: (laughs) a little bit All right, all of that being said, we're going to go and talk about this movie some more. Please join us, if you will. We'll be right back. The movie opens up with snoring and a loud noise from the TV. Our main character, played by Cheech Marin, wakes up. His character name is Pedro in the movie. And he sits up, sticks his foot in Cheerios, accidentally... And he gets ready for the day afterwards. He's in the bathroom. He's putting a shirt on. He starts peeing. And you think, oh, my God, he's peeing in the toilet. And then he looks behind him and the toilet is behind him. He looks in front of him and he's peeing in a hamper.
3: Which the funny thing about that scene, though, too, is like uh, I think he was wearing a shirt. And then he went to go pee in the, or whenever he was peeing in the hamper, because when you look at the toilet, there's a shirt sticking in there. So it's like he threw a shirt in the (laughs) toilet and then peed in the hamper.
0: And then we cut over to a very, very hippie looking guy, and he is getting berated by some older people, and he's just sitting there making a shave, throwing bananas and whatnot into a blender. And they start berating him, saying that he needs to cozy up to the Finkelstein boys because he needs to start working. And the wife stop, starts talking. And this part's weird to me. I don't know if it's just like a weird audio editing thing. But like the husband starts yelling at the wife because she tries talking. And then it like just cuts off. And they're, he's yelling in the background still. But she's talking normally like he's not yelling. I don't know. I just thought it was really weird.
1: Maybe she's just really used to him yelling at her. Maybe. Yeah, maybe.
0: <laughs> As he's sitting there making a shake and blending it up or smoothie or whatever it is he's making. He starts to drink it, and the dad starts telling him, like, he needs to get in muscle, and he needs to go out and have a job. He's like, you need to get tracked together. And then he takes a huge drink out of the smoothie? I'm gonna call it a smoothie. Out of the smoothie, and then burps in his face, walks away, flipping him off in the background. And the mom's like, what is he doing? Is that a peace sign? Oh my god, I can't believe him. He gets in his car, and he drives away, learning that he is apparently the son, which I don't find that part believable either, but he's apparently the son of two very rich people. He just doesn't look like a person who would have parents that are alive. <laughs> alive?
2: Considering he Fair? looks like he looks like forty years old. And yeah, like he, he looks like, like yeah. an old dude. <laughs> yeah, might yeah. be the facial hair. I, th-
3: I think one of the big gags of this scene too, though, is uh, you see a Rolls Royce grill, and you see him walk into a car where that grill is, and then he starts driving away. And as like the camera pans out, it's it's just a our Volkswagen Beetle with a Rolls Royce grill attached to the front of it. Yeah. And as he's driving away, there's just a Rolls Royce that's missing a grill and a guy <laughs> that's like staring at the car,
0: yelling at him. So as he's driving away, it cuts to him on the side of the road and the car is broken down. It cuts back over to Pedro and he's leaving his house and he gets into a lowrider. And as he does that, the title card pops up telling us that we are watching Up in Smoke starring Cheech and Chong and he just sort of dances around his lowrider for, like, two minutes while the song Lowrider plays. I thought he was, like, checking it. Maybe, but it just looked like dancing to me.
3: He's, like, wiping it off with his beanie is what he's doing, and then he, like, puts the beanie back on and goes and sits in it, and you can tell he's, like, barely looking over the dashboard whenever he jumps into the car.
0: Yeah, it's very, very low. He's a very small man. Yeah. Uh, Fun fact, car that uh, Tommy Chong drives, um, like, the... The Beetle with the Rolls Royce thing? Yeah, Jack Nicholson yeah. has it. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Alright, yeah, so Jack Nicholson's car is broken down on the side of the road. Petro is leaving. He's going in his low rider. He's like driving down. There's some girls on the road and he's like, Hey, you guys need to go? And they're like, No. And he's like Ah and then um man is climbing up a hill for some reason. I don't I don't get why He slept in a ditch. Then, oh, the, was that a, what was a, going, a,
4: going on? Yeah. yeah. I thought, Yeah, I thought it was the same day. I didn't yeah, it, <laughs> understand why he slept in a ditch.
0: Yeah, this movie has an editing and script problem.
1: He woke up from the sleeping in the ditch. And he's like, well, I guess I better hitchhike. So he starts that. And uh, as Pedro is not able to pick up these two chicks, he notices a figure on the other side of the road. So he just slurves all the way across the road <laughs> in that, in the way that they always do in movies. And he's like, hey, you want a ride? And they're like, okay, yep, get all in. And then, it, oh man, what? It was a dude the whole time. Now he's just a good person.
3: <laughs> oh. Yeah, because uh, he, he doesn't see who is actually on the side of the road. He just sees a pair of tits and
0: drives towards it. Yeah. yeah I mean, that's his character. That is his entire yeah. character actually. He sees mm-hmm. a pair of tits and he wants to get high. That's all he does. So he's like, oh man, you're a guy yeah, man, thanks for picking me up, like, I had to sleep in a ditch last night, I almost froze my balls off, he's like, I want to pick you up if I knew you even had balls, he's like, oh, I'll take you wherever you want to go anyway, he's like, okay, let me just go get my stuff real quick, and he goes, gets a couple of bags, puts in his car, he's like, okay, let's go, he's like, well, I have a couple more things, he's like, okay, he goes and gets some more stuff, puts in the thing, he's like, alright, let's go, he's like, oh, I'll have a couple more, and like, he starts just bringing an entire drum set over to the car, and cops just pull over to ask them a thing? Why are the cops there? I, I don't know. Like
3: well, yeah, cops like,
1: just... cops' duty if there's, like, a car on the side of the road they're supposed to check. Really? Yeah, yeah. I actually had that happen to me when my battery died.
0: Cops have Same? never stopped to ask me what's going on when I've been broken down on the side of a road. How long were you broken down on the side of a road? I don't know. I was changing a flat tire.
1: Also, you live in a small town. No,
4: I don't. I live in Springs. This all happened in Springs.
1: Oh, never oh, yeah, mind. It's, I thought you were gonna it's, sit. it's yeah. like
4: city. If you're out in the country, they'll stop for you, though.
1: No, like, like, this was near my... This was, I've never not lived in the city,
4: and this happened oh, to me. never mind. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I would know imagine. What, maybe,
1: maybe it's because I have an old Ford, and maybe you're like, if this Ford's broken down, something's wrong. <laughs> maybe, yeah.
3: <laughs> I mean, this did happen to me in Rocky once. We were trying to drive back from... I think we are coming from Mata Vista. My car ran out of gas, and so... I was just pushing it on the side of the road and the cops came by and pulled us over and then they couldn't apparently just let me push my car or the rest of the way back to town so they had to give me or me and Rocky a ride back to town.
4: That Our... sucked cuz I was not as physically fit as Robbie was. So he was all for pushing the car back to town and I'm I, I'm I'm fat little Rocky. I'm like, "Fuck, really?" <laughs> oh, damn, <car>. Wait. <laughs>
2: Wait, like I, you, you were trying to push the car all the way back to town? Yeah, yep. <laughs> I,
4: I opted to steer it. and probably was not having that shit. He saw <laughs> through your plan. Oh, <laughs> you. He's like, yeah, sure, you could steer. You gotta, you gotta push the the door. Plus, hold on the wheels. Like, no, I'll just, I'll sit in there. <laughs> <laughs> Robbie was like, no, no that's not <laughs> Like, listen, we're still,
3: like, three miles out of town. I'm going to need help. <laughs> He's like, oh, yeah, you should have thought about that.
1: <laughs> did they, like, offer to tow your car or anything, too? Or nope. did you just leave your car? Oh, cool.
3: They just left my car there and gave me a ride back to town. And then I had to, like, wake my mom up at 3 o'clock in the morning and be like,
0: so I ran out of gas.
3: <laughs> so you can tell that she was excited about
1: that. Yeah, like, that's the first thing you want to hear when you wake up at 3 in the morning.
4: If, uh, Robbie, I gotta say, if that ever happened again, I'd have better excuses.
0: (laughs) 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 All right. Back to the, back to the subject. But yeah, like
3: it, it was a whole weird scene just because like a cop pulls up behind them and is like walking up to the car to see what they're doing. And they're not even paying attention to the fact that cops are there and just some random car rear ends the cop and they speed off.
0: Yeah, like, speed off, speed off. Without, like, noticing that the cop was there, but he's still speeding off like crazy. And then, man, because that's uh, Tommy Chong's name in this, is man. The fun fact that I was going to say is because
3: you're Tommy Chong saying man a lot in the movie, man. Turns out that this movie uses the word man 295 times. And 212 of those times happened before they reached the border later on in the movie.
0: So, yeah, they say man a lot. Yeah,
3: It's insane how often they say man in this movie. It's This movie says man about as many times as um, they say the word fuck in The Departed. Only this movie's a lot shorter than The Departed.
0: <laughs> so you hear man a lot. It's oh, great. Yeah. So they're speeding off, and Pedro's like, what, what? You don't like speed? You don't like me going fast? He's like, Whoa, well, what? You have speed? I'm like, no, 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 I don't have speed. I do have a joint, though. Oh, you have a joint? He's like, Yeah, yeah, here, you go, light this up. Light this fat boy up. He's like, This is like a toothpick, man. And it's not like a toothpick. He's like, No, like, it's a toothpick. And he hands it back to him. He's like, It's not like a. Oh, yeah, no, this is a toothpick. I got it here somewhere. And he starts scrounging around in his pocket. He's like, No, no, nope, that's my dick. Oh, here you go. And he hands them this fucking busted ass, broken ass, bent up joint. And he tells him to light that up. And he's like, Man, I have, like, a way better joint than that. Oh, okay, cool. Well,
1: well first he says, Man, I hope your dick ain't that small. Yeah, to go yeah, yeah, he does. <laughs> <laughs>
0: And so after that, they start talking about how they're both in a band. And then the whole thing of him having a joint comes up. And so he pulls out this gigantic fucking joint. It's huge. It is almost as big as my dick. Pause for laughter.
4: Really? <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Low-hanging fruits. No, 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 E. Don't you say that. You know what
0: How low can we go? <laughs> so Pedro says he smokes everything and takes giant hits from the joint, even though man tells him that he needs to be careful because this is the good shit. And he starts taking these giant, giant hits, and he gets insanely fucking high. And he starts asking, like, what's in this shit? And then man's like, well, mostly Maui Wowie, but it also has some Labrador in it. Which is a really funny line until they get into the conversation about how it's just full of dog shit because his dog ate his stash, and so he had to take the dog shit. And so that's what's in the giant joint. It's just a bunch of dog shit. I think it would have been a much funnier line if he just left it at some Labrador, because then it implies that there's just dog in
1: there. I thought he was just going to be... It was going to be like, he's dumb, and it was lavender in it.
0: (laughs) So we see that there's a giant cloud of smoke, and it eventually dissipates, and Pedro asks if he's driving all right, and Man starts looking around, he's like, I think we're parked, man. And they're just, looks like they almost hit a pole, or they're parked between a pole and a tree. I don't understand what this visual is supposed to be either.
3: Yeah, I feel like it's meant to be like they parked in – like maybe they did hit the pole, but the car is completely undamaged. So I'm guessing they just parked – they somehow parked between a pole and a tree without hitting either one of them while being so stoned that they didn't realize that they were parked there.
0: And then Pedro starts like freaking out because he's like, the weed was too good. I can't believe how good this weed is, man. You didn't warn me how good this weed was. And he starts freaking out. And man is like – gives him these pills. He's like, here, this is going to help mellow you out. So he gives him pills and he takes them immediately. He's like, wait, 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 no, no, no. Uh, don't take those pills. These, those are the wrong ones. He's like, "Wait, what? I already took the pills." He's like, "Oh man, you just ate like the most acid I've ever seen anybody eat." Then, just after that, the cops pull up, and it's just a bunch of him freaking out and being extremely unrealistically high to the point to where it's annoying. Is how I would explain how high they get in this movie. They are unrealistically high to the point to where it's annoying. Unlike in the movie we did last week, Reefer Madness, to where they are so high to where it's ridiculous and fun, in my opinion. I know I hold that opinion more than everybody else in this, but still.
1: I'm not a, a huge fan of this part, either. It's kind of yeah. like, oh ho ha, he's going like, wobble, wobble. and it's like, ah, uh, he sure is acting like he doesn't know what's happening yeah, and laughing.
3: And during this time Chong yeah, is just like Chong just eating all the drugs that he has stashed on him while the cops are
0: coming up to the car. Tons and tons and tons and tons of drugs. Oh yeah. That
4: part does make me make me laugh though. That he's eating and the just drugs. Eating them all? Just cuz it's just so fucking ridiculous. <laughs> cuz like the the whole thing is based on um based on the freak out and the him eating the drugs is cursory. So it's just like the side thing that's happening which makes it funny yeah. to me.
0: And so the cop very clearly notices how insanely high they are. He asks for man's name. He's like, do you have a name? Do you have an ID? And he throws up in Pedro's lap, which leads to the cop arresting them. Kind of? They definitely get arrested and taken away, and they're in a courtroom. Man is still freaking out, sees that the judge is pouring water for herself. He goes up to go and get the water, and the bailiff stops him from getting the water, and then Pedro just walks up and grabs the water with no one fighting him. Yeah, I don't know what the heck's going on. <laughs> yeah, and then he just hands the water over to man, and man drinks it. And he's like, what the hell? This is vodka! Which is actually pretty good, because the judge is just super embarrassed he was drinking vodka. And then it cuts to them being at Pedro's house. So I guess they're not arrested
1: now? I feel like I, this has to the, be like a week or something.
3: Yeah, or this like... has to be like sometime later, but I feel like... The idea of that joke was it was a mistrial because the judge was just drunk off her ass the entire time.
4: Yeah, I, don't I can know. see that, yeah. That is that, so I makes think that, that thing makes sense. Even then, they
1: didn't have anything at that point.
3: But yeah, it, it is a very rough jump cut between the yeah. that's vodka man to them just being at their house.
1: Yeah. And man is sleeping on
0: Pedro's hallway floor and Pedro wakes him up, he's like, Hey, you can sleep in that room, tells him where the bathroom is he says, hey, if you hear any noise or screams coming from the other room, it's fine. It's just me and my old lady. We're having dueling springs in there. <laughs> you never see him with a woman either? Are we
1: supposed to assume that the kids that he wakes up next to are his kids also? I would assume as much, or at least <laughs> his family's kids. I
3: mean, if he has a bunch of sex, then yeah, maybe. I assumed I mean, but... that
0: they were his younger siblings. Mm, I kind of assumed the same thing, but...
1: I, I feel like he's a bit too old for him them to be his younger siblings, although I say that... When my family has, like, an age difference of nearly 20 years in some of our siblings, so... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I guess I can't really say. I, I thought they were, like, either kids or nieces and nephews. It was more like how he... Well, okay, there was, like, one scene, but, like, how he was, like, handling the other kid made me feel like he was just a weird bad dad. Like how he smelled but, his diaper and stuff? Yeah, like, that's not really something you would do with a sibling. Yeah. It doesn't matter.
3: (laughs) It doesn't really matter. But like the way that I guess one way to look at it too, is like whenever he refers to people he's related to, he's like, Oh yeah, that's my cousin. Like to pretty much everyone. So maybe they're his cousins.
1: It is the next day. And all of Pedro's uh, bandmates are there and they're getting ready for, um, I guess they're just, Oh yeah. They're all dressed up in a, it kind of looks like a mariachi type uniform. Yeah. It's very And, uh, Man comes out, because I guess they had one for him, too. Well, not one for him, because it doesn't fit. <laughs> but he's like, man, this, this shit is lame, man. And the the main bandmate, I guess, the only one that really gets to talk much, is like, hey, come on, man, it's this is good. This is all
0: the good shit. We have the best outfits. And Man's like, no, this is lame. And Pedro's like, yeah, actually, these are pretty lame, man. We need new outfits if we're going to do anything. And that basically sets up for a joke at the very end of the movie, I'm now realizing. Yeah. And so all the bandmates leave. And Pedro and Man are like, you know what? We need to go out, but we need to score first. I know exactly where we can go. And so they go out to the car, and they do a U-turn, and then they park on the other side of the road right where they're at, and they get out of the car. (laughs)
1: <laughs> yeah, this is, this is probably one of my favorite jokes.
0: Yeah. So they're driving around uh, trying to score weed, and then they go over to... Pedro ends up saying, like, hey, I have a cousin named Strawberry who can get us some stuff. But, like, he has a birthmark, and he was in NOM, and it's like, he's really weird about his birthmark, so I don't stare at it. And also he's kind of weird because the whole NOM thing. Uh, and then Man gets confused, thinking that NOM was just, like, a strain of weed or something gets confused like thinking that a strain of weed from nom gets him fucked up it's a weirdly weird line of jokes that i don't understand
1: <laughs> i think it's mostly just a joke about a classic
0: misunderstanding
1: well that's too, but just like how like nom actually probably would be a strain of weed
0: so they knock on the door and oh he says pedro's there and he's like, no, no, Pedro lives here. He's like, stop fucking around, man. He's like, I think people are in there being weird. He's like, no, no, we're not looking for Pedro. I am Pedro. And then the door just kind of squeaks open, and they go in, and there's a pair at the door that they were talking to. And the pair asks if they want to get high and all kinds of other stuff. And they're just kind of hanging around the house, and then um, start calling for strawberry. And...
1: Pedro just kind of goes down into the basement, looks around everywhere, And then they turn a corner, and in the kitchen, it looked like Strawberry comes out.
3: They're downstairs, and, like, they're looking for Strawberry, and they can't find him. The only thing they do they find is this bird. And the whole, like, the bird saying, you want to get high, was Chong just saying, you want to get high, to the bird over and over again until the bird repeated it back to him. And then, while they're looking for him, eventually, yeah, like, it kind of shows that Strawberry was upstairs, and that he's walking downstairs and meets both of them, and just... Almost doesn't recognize him at first, but then, like, he's like, hey, you know, my cousin, Pedro, you came to uh, score some weed. You got any, man?
0: Yeah, and then he's like, yeah, yeah, I can get you some weed. But man just keeps staring at his birthmark. He's like, yeah. why are you, what are you, what are you staring at? He's like, no, nothing, nothing, nothing weird. He's like, you know what? Yeah, we can go get weed, but he can't come with me because he gets weird because they get weird about weird people. And so Pedro and Strawberry leave to go and get the weed and they leave man there. And he's like, ooh, look, a roach. And he goes into an ashtray and finds like a quarter of an inch of a roach left in there. And he tries to light it and smoke it and ends up choking on it, spits it out, wandering around the house, goes into the kitchen, spills some Ajax onto a paper plate. And then he starts messing around with it like it's Coke. He's like, yeah, that kind of does look like the actual thing. And just some random girl comes out. Oh, man, what do you have there? He's like. Oh no! Like it's kind of funny, right? And she just grabs it and snorts the entire plate, basically, of Ajax of what she thought was coke. And that effect was done with a vacuum. They attached a vacuum (laughs) hose to a straw, put it to the side of her face, and they sucked all that up.
1: (laughs) She just had the vacuum out, just like.
0: (laughs) 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 Also, apparently, uh,
3: they used powdered milk for that scene. (laughs) Because
1: if they tried actual Ajax, why? But that's that's. uh... That's a lot safer than yeah. putting yeah. Fucking <laughs> <checks that laughs> a fucking
0: jacks. A lot safer. Man is like, how is that? She's like, that's fucking great. And she makes like a bunch of weird animal sounds and just acts real stupid. I don't know how else to explain it. She acts stupid. Yeah. <laughs> um. Pedro and Strawberry leave the house and like, oh, the great outdoors. And Pedro's like, yeah, yeah, great outdoors. Sure, sure. Um. And then we see a van. And on the side of the van is these, is a pair of pants. The zipper on the side of the van just zips down and we see a face just peeking and poking through it staring out. And this is when we learn that there are cops inside of the van conducting a sting of sorts. And then out of nowhere a gathering just happens at the house. Like a bunch of people I mean, are one just there. Finds coke. Maybe. does that actually is that how it works Sam? Why, would... Why are you asking me?
1: Is <laughs> <laughs> <But> I... <laughs> Sam a connoisseur of coke or yeah, something? Yeah, that's like her like. thing.
2: I, what? I, it's not my thing ever <laughs> in my life. <laughs> um, but I'm assuming that, like, yeah, there's drugs and the druggies. They're, like, all yeah. friends or whatever, so I don't These
4: know. These druggies know. must be better people than me, because if I was a connoisseur of the coke and I found a lot... I'm not inviting anybody. <laughs> <laughs> that is all Rocky's coke now. That is yeah, Rocky's coke. Oh,
0: this is a lucky day for Rocky. <laughs> I
3: honestly think that like, the whole party happening was just a another sign of bad editing of like this was may have been a sketch that they did at one point in time that they tried to fit into the movie. It's also possible like there's just a bunch of coke heads upstairs, and then yeah. when she snorted Ajax, she that was like her way of letting her like, hey, he has coke down here, and so. They brought everyone downstairs to party and do Ajax Coke. Yeah.
1: It was the 70s. Everybody shared everything. That's true. <laughs> Maybe they all actually have, like, hypersensitive hearing, too. So as soon as they hear, like, a, like immediately, it's like, what? It's like foxes in the yeah, wild they when they hear like a bunny. they all like, crawling on the walls to get in. Just like.
0: So the gathering's happening, and man just keeps asking everybody if they have any kind of weed. Cuts back over to Pedro and Strawberry on Motorcycle and Pedro is in the sidecar with the motorcycle. While they're driving, Strawberry has a flashback to Nam, and he just jumps out of the bike, leaving Pedro alone with it. And then he just, like, runs off and starts f- pretending to be in the army. Not pretending to be, he was in the army.
1: PTSD. Also, there is a there is a scene before the before the PTSD that I really like, where Strawberry holds his hand out because he's going to make a right turn, and then Pedro, like, holds his hand because he thinks that Strawberry's seeing if it's raining. <laughs> it's one of my favorite visual <laughs> jokes in the. I, didn't I guess I one. didn't
3: notice that one yeah.
1: it's, it's really great He's just like holding his hand on the Yeah like, I noticed that Because it's like a really subtle one that you wouldn't expect From a stoner film That's It's fair. not even like a stoner joke anyways but. The
0: bike wrecks into a phone booth And instead of freaking out Pedro just gets out and calls the house Where man is at and Pedro tells Man that he should never he shouldn't answer the phone because the reason they freaked out is because he knows there were cops around, um, apparently just staking them out. And he tells Man like, "Don't answer the phone, even if it's me." And Man can't hear him because there's a party going on, and all he keeps yelling at is like, "What? Did you find the drugs? Do you have drugs? No, there's like tons and tons of coke and weed here. Don't worry about finding drugs. Just come here for the drugs." And the cops are listening on the line this time, so they immediately start going in to break up the party.
3: Also, during the scene, uh, man, he still can't hear what Pedro is saying. He's like, hold on a second, and, like, you know, brings the phone outside the house to try to talk to him. And it's like, okay, I can hear you now. What's going on? And turns out that apparently whenever he closed the door, it just, like, snapped the phone line. And so he's just holding a dead phone now. And it locked the door on him. Yeah, and it locked the door on him because he went to go try to open the door to get back inside, and the door is just locked. And then... While he's locked outside of this house, that's whenever all the cops start busting into the place and start busting all the coke heads at the party and telling them, like, you know, show's over and I and like starts interrogating people and seeing, you know, who was there and what was happening and trying to get people to confess. And
0: so the cops find the plate of white powder and one cop says, like, it's turning blue. The other one's like, oh, this is the good stuff might be Peruvian girl over behind them, like starts laughing. Cop says, yeah, that's right. Keep laughing. It's all just a big joke, right? And then in the living room, cops are reading, or attempting to read, a bunch of people their Miranda rights, but they're getting it wrong. He's like, here, just read it out of the pamphlet thing. So he's just reading out of the pamphlet. And then Pedro just comes in with two other people, randomly, in jumpsuits, white jumpsuits. And they're like, yeah, 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 we're uh, here to uh, reprocess the furniture. Not repossess, because he's an idiot. (laughs) Luckily, so are the cops. And so... He's like, yeah, yeah, so everybody has to, has to really leave right now. He's like, okay, okay, everybody get out of the house. And he starts arresting everybody. Pedro goes to the back door. He, like, lets man in because in the background you can see man in the back window, like, pointing towards the back door. So Pedro goes to the back door and lets man in the house. And this is one of the stupidest things in the movie to me. Like, I, it's probably supposed to be the joke, but I just think it's stupid. He's like, oh, man, man, you got to get out of this house. There's police everywhere. How are we going to get you out of here? He was out of the house. You made him <laughs> yeah. back in the house.
4: <laughs> yeah,
1: man. That's the joke. Man even points it out. Like They're like, how are we getting out of here? He just like, points out the door. Yeah. <laughs> That's the joke. Yeah. <laughs> so they
0: escape the house by just walking out. And then it cuts over to Strawberry, and he's still having NOM flashbacks. And he's kind of ducking around. He has a rifle now, a helmet on. And he's ducking around, gets back into his own house, gets in there. Everybody's gone, obviously. And the bird talks to him. Cuts to an exterior shot of the house, and you hear a gunshot, and feathers fly out the window. So he just killed his bird.
3: That's well, the, the reason why he killed his bird, though, too, is because he had, uh, the bird asks, like, how'd you get that mark on your face?
0: How'd you get that mark on your face? And then you just see feathers flying out the yeah. uh, window. Cuts to Pedro and man at Pedro's place, saying that the town is dry and they can't find any weed. A guy in a red jacket comes up and starts talking to Pedro, asking... Like, hey, you want to buy any, like, jewelry? Have anything here for you? He's like, oh, man, it's a really nice car. Like, hey, you should buy these jewelry. You should buy these rings. These are real diamonds. He's like, man, it's not real diamonds. And so the guy just puts the ring up to the window and makes a giant scratch on it. Pedro's like, man, that's my, that's my window. What are you doing? He's like, oh, my bad, my bad. Anyway, uh, what are you up to? <laughs> and he's like, oh, nothing. Just, you know, hanging around. Uh, hey, do you have a, do you know where we can get some weed? He's like, yeah, of course I know where you can get some weed. I actually have it on me right now. And uh, since we're such good friends, I'll give it to you for a low, low price of two. A double dime is what a he says. I don't know you what that doubled. means. I assume that's very cool people slaying for some amount of weed. Sam?
2: Maybe it's, like, maybe it's like, you know, like a dime bag. It's like two of them.
0: <laughs> sure. We'll go with that.
2: Why do You're you like- always ask me about drugs? I don't fucking do drugs.
0: <laughs> he does actually buy the weed. And then it's Pedro and all his bandmates inside. As well as man, he's just sitting there playing the piano or whatever, and they're all super fucking high, except for man, who keeps insisting that it's really shitty weed, and they must all smoke the worst fucking weed in the world because he doesn't feel anything. And then they're sitting there, and they see, uh, actually Pedro sees some people poking their head around the corner outside through the window, and he's like, "Wait, everybody, put out, put out the drugs! Everybody hide, hide, hide! The cops are here!" And so man and Pedro hide, and everybody starts getting arrested. And he's like oh, no, 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 they're not here for drugs, man. That's my bad. This is actually... La migra. So we don't have to worry about that. He's like, oh, it's immigration? We can like come out from hiding? He's like, yeah, 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 there's no problem there. Uh, but they're not going to arrest us. And it cuts over to Mexico, and Pedro's saying that they got arrested and that they are in Mexico right now. Okay, so you did
3: actually clip over a pretty important point on that one. Uh, what happened is he was saying that his cousin was having a wedding in Mex- in, in Tijuana... And so their way of getting a free ride to Tijuana was calling immigration on themselves. And so that way they would get a free ride and they would also get lunch over there. And then it cuts to them being in Tijuana and him calling his uncle saying like, so yeah, we're in Tijuana now and we need to ride back to the States.
0: So Pedro tells man that his uncle Chewy has a van he needs smuggled. So that means that they have a ride over automatically. Smuggle, why do we have have anything smuggled? He's like, what are we smuggling? Like, oh, I don't know. I think it's like some sort of fabric or something like that. He's like, oh, okay, that's easy. We don't get in trouble for that. He's like, yeah, it's fine. And it cuts over to the cops, and he's telling his crew about the dangers of weed, going through a whole slideshow thing. Basically going over, like, how all these weeds are super dangerous, and that they need to, like, really crack down on bust them. And the cop says that they're on the threshold of, like, a huge bust, and they know a bunch of stuff is getting smuggled in. And he starts saying, like, they have a huge supply of weed coming in. He's like, how are they getting it in? He shows them, like, a picture of a TV. He's like, it's inside the TV. He's like, no, 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 the weed... Is the TV? How do you make a TV into weed? He's like, well, they melt all the weed down. And they turn it into this plastic water, and when they spray it on, it becomes this hard plastic. It's like, so that's how they're getting all of it in. It's like, and they're turning the weed into something that's coming over the border here soon.
3: Is
4: is
0: that a
3: thing? No, uh, no, yeah. no. This is something okay. that they made up for the movie. <laughs>
4: I figured it was stupid to ask. <laughs> I, <had> to
3: ask. <laughs> I mean, you can make plastics out of like. The hemp oil but it, at that point it's just plastic yeah you can't
0: smoke it. Oh, <laughs>
3: that attitude. You can't. Yeah,
0: yeah. it cuts back to pedro and man and they're eating burritos and pedro says like oh man i don't know how you can eat that crap it's just it's like there could be anything in it he's like yeah it's pretty good though he's like man there could be dog in there like, yeah pretty tasty dog though and then a dog steals man's burrito and uh Fun fact: That dog was actually just a stray that was just wandering around the set, <laughs> and it actually stole his burrito. Like, yeah. Apparently, they just ran with it. Yeah, and they just went with it and they kept it in the shot. So after that, uh, oh. after that
3: dog steals his burrito, uh, Pedro looks at the paper because apparently the address they're supposed to go to is uh, the street number is one eight eleven, and he looks at it and he just sees the one eight, but the rest of it has like a burrito stain on it. And so he can't read it, and he's like, "Oh man, is is this the right address? Uh, one eight one seven Yeah, this might be it." And decides that they're gonna go in that building. And if I remember correctly, he was saying it was, yeah, it was supposed to be like a fabric van that they're supposed to smuggle over the border. Yeah. And so, like, he walks inside the building. He's like, "Hey, we're here to pick up the van." It's like, "Oh yeah, hold on a second. And like, they're just like kind of sitting there waiting for a little while. And then there's just like this running gag of he's like, "Oh man, I need to go use the bathroom." He's like, "Hey, do you have a bathroom?" He's like, "Yeah, it's back there, man." And he goes back and like while he's, like, on the verge of shitting himself, doesn't notice that there's just, like, this huge textile factory of just, like, all these different... Like a bunch of weed, and there's, like, these giant, like, probably, like... Three foot by three foot bricks of weed just like on this conveyor yeah. belt, and, like these <laughs> giant tie sticks that are everywhere. And he's not even noticing it because, like, and he just keeps on making these uh, jokes about like how he's getting ready to shit his pants as he's walking through all of it. And he's asking like these random people, like, hey, do you know where the bathroom is? And like them just pointing him over. And like, guy messing with chemicals goes, hey, you know where the bathroom is at? It's like, oh, over there. Guy in a gas mask and like he's checking something on a table with like steam coming out. Hey, you know where the bathroom is? And, like, oh, yeah, it's over there. And eventually he gets to the bathroom and like, he opens up one of the doors and there's a guy who's just like completely wrapped in toilet paper.
0: Yeah, yeah.
1: I don't. Why? I, I I don't know. I think it's supposed to be a mob thing.
3: Maybe maybe like he's he was just being
1: interrogated.
3: I mean, if we know anything about people logic, he's just trying to keep himself safe from COVID nineteen. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, just like this random joke of like this guy who I don't even know what he had gagged in his mouth. He had something in his it mouth. Was toilet while he was... paper roll. Okay, I wasn't even paying attention to what was in his mouth. I just noticed that he was like completely mummified in toilet paper. And he just like looks at him, he's like, Oh man, sorry about that, and like just closes the door on him while he's like, Wait, no, 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 like trying to get out of wherever the hell he's tied down to. And he's just like, Yeah, you must have had one of them burritos too, man, and like walks into the next stall, and since that guy's wrapped in toilet paper, he just like grabs a poster off the wall of his toilet paper and like goes and uses the stall next to him. And then they just never mention that guy again. Nope. <laughs> he died. Yeah, probably, uh, probably. That was this your prediction, the, this, E. Yeah, that, that yeah, was your that prediction. Was, some random guys. guy dies; they just never talk about it again. Uh, after that, like it kind of shows them, like you know, spraying the side of this car and like using some of the tie sticks as the grill for said car, and then them painting on the side of it to make it look like it's are meant to be a green, uh, you know, fabric van. And they bring it out front to the guys that are to the t- Pedro and man who are just waiting for it. And They get in the van and they start driving off. Completely unaware that this in- their van is completely and entirely made out of weed. From what they were sa- the cops were saying earlier, this van is supposedly worth nine billion dollars just of weed. After that, like it just kind of cuts them at the border of Mexico. Apparently, Chong still has some of this dog shit weed because he's smoking it while they're driving up are driving up to the border. Uh huh. While they're at the border, Pedro tells him, he's like, hey, man, get or get rid of that. We're going up to the border, man. He's like, all right, well, let me finish it. He's like, no, just get rid of it. We're coming up to the border. He's like, okay, and throws it out of the van, and it ends up just landing in a car full of
0: nuns. He also sort of uh, – Pedro sort of checks out the nuns too, which is weird. It's kind of his character. He just yeah,
3: – That's
1: thing. Like you said, that's – He's stoned and horny all traits. the time. Yeah.
3: <laughs> yeah. But anyways – the dog shit weed just lands in, or I guess the Labrador weed, we should pro- probably call it. The Labrador <laughs> weed just kind of falls into the lap of one of the nuns and she doesn't even notice it. And they end up driving up to the border. Cop comes up and starts talking to Pedro. He's just like, hey, so how long were you in Mexico? Uh, a, a week? Uh, I mean, a day. We were there for a day. So was it a week or was it a day? Yeah, <laughs> it was a weekday. Yeah. Yeah. It was a weekday. <laughs> and then, like, at this point, uh, the nuns actually pull up to the uh, border two and then the border patrol asks them like, you know, what they're doing in Mexico and everything. You know, the normal questioning, and then one of the the sister that has yeah. Labrador weed in her lap just starts screaming. They all get out of the car, and the joint falls into the are uh, onto the ground, and they automatically assume that it was the nuns that had the weed, and they're the ones that were smuggling the weed. And they start, you know, saying they're going to disassemble the car and like completely ignore the fact that you know they drive through with this van that's completely made out of weed. And during this time, there's also this um, reporter that's at the border, talking about how the cops are looking for apparently nine billion dollars worth of weed that's going to be crossing the border, and how they're looking for something that could be it. And then how this might be it with the nuns, and completely ignore the Pedro and man as they're crossing the border. But then, just as a gag, like man says that he has to use the bathroom, and so like they just, for some reason, there's. I'm guessing that there's just. Rest stops right at the border because they stop at one and he starts using the bathroom there.
0: I don't think there are now, but I could believe it back in the day.
3: Yeah, I guess so.
0: They also got through that border real fast, which from what Liz yeah, has told me, did. it is hours and hours of waiting in line. So that's just Well, that
1: was a the 70s. Yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's like maybe it was different then.
0: Different time. Like you different time. to the
1: Canadian borders, quite an ordeal. You just sit in the car forever and then they're like, hey, do you have any weed or illegal weapons? And you're like, nope just can't
3: just cuts like this scene wherever man is you know taking a piss are inside this place and then like the sergeant comes up and he's for some reason taking a piss while checking himself out in the mirror and man's trying to talk to him and he's just like completely ignoring him and for some reason just pisses on the guy's leg and then walks out
0: and then he walks out goes back to the van and all the while there's been a dog smelling sniffing at the van barking at it because the dog smells that the van is completely made of weed <laughs> yeah. And when the cop comes out, he's like, "Man, this guy just pissed on my leg." And then the other cops come out of the room and they're like, "Hey, hey!" So the nuns actually weren't the drug people at all. Uh, it turns out it's actually a green van. Like green van, and they look around the corner, and the dog is on its back with all fours, arching up into
4: the sky. Man, that's been some good stuff. Let's go, boys. <laughs> yeah. So apparently, this I felt that one. I didn't care about the damn bird. I felt really bad for the dog. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. There's two deaths now. Yeah. There's now two animal deaths <laughs> okay. in this
3: movie.
4: Some straight up reefer madness.
3: <laughs> <laughs> A dog took one sniff of that van, and it was fucking dead.
2: Maybe the dog wasn't dead. It was just like
4: super just stone. just stoned out of his mind. So this is my skewed memory of what happens next. Um, uh, the two in the the van made of weed are driving and um, the (laughs) (laughs) the police officers are now chasing them. And then from (laughs) the next thing that I remember is that the ones in the van made of weed see hitchhikers on an overpass. And so they veer into another lane. Uh, There's another scene where the officers are doing this weird quirky thing of like getting these binoculars that are like too big and, one was like, "Do you see anything?" And one guy's like, "Oh yeah, I see a donut shop with some. Oh, we should go there." The whole night, you you idiot. My dog's the best. <laughs> and so that thing's going on. So they drive into the overpass, or they they actually veer into oncoming traffic. And then I don't even know if it was the right lane to get on the overpass.
1: Probably uh, the two not. In the,
4: yeah, the two in the weed van, uh, while the police officers keep speeding by. And this is actually where it gets really confusing for me because they're still having a chase the guys in the van. Yeah. But they're not really having a chase. I I was never even clear if they were even on the same road at any time. (laughs) Or if they're trying to take shots at the van who was driving on the overpass. But anyway, they meet these two women on the uh, overpass. Um, I'm going to say Cheech and Chung. I can't remember. that. I know Man and I don't remember the other ones. Pedro. Pedro. There we go. Um, So they meet these two women. By the way, one of them really terrified me. On some, on some <laughs> level. I don't know why. The one with the drugs? She... The one with that was blonde. Well, no, the the blonde one kind of made me cringe. The other one kind of terrified me. Yeah. I yeah. don't really know why. No, I get it. Um, okay. but, the way she spoke yeah. and looked. Yeah, she looked like she would, like, eat someone's, like, soul. You know what, <laughs> what I mean? <laughs> what do you think those pills are made of? Yeah, I, we, I'd wonder about this. But while they picked these two up, who uh, apparently are, you know, copacetic with the other two, like they are compatible, or what's the word that yeah, would like they really they're, well?
3: They're basically the female versions of Pedro and Man.
4: Exactly. So they're all, you know, in their comfortable zone together, and the cops are now firing shots. This scene made me laugh because uh, the dude screams, the main cop screams, "Shoot the tires!" And for my understanding, because it happened really fast, one of his sergeants or whatever shot their own tires. Yeah. <laughs> Which was amazing. Yep. Oh, that's exactly how that happened.
1: (laughs) I was confused because I didn't hear it very well. I thought he was holding the gun like upside down. That's how he shot the tires
4: (laughs) (laughs) I wouldn't be surprised. It's a hilarious scene. That scene actually made me laugh. And then they have a whole speech where the guy calls him an idiot, incompetent, and then the look on his sergeant's face is pretty funny because. He's an idiot. He's incompetent. They didn't even try to pull any punches. Yeah. <laughs> he even like those long lines of like, I'm never
3: gonna hire another bald agent again.
4: Basically says, Oh my god, I should never have spent the energy I did training you, and <laughs> pretty much all the awful stuff that you don't want to hear someone say. But if you're shooting your own tires, you probably aren't really <laughs> comprehending. Yeah. He was told to shoot the tires. <laughs> yeah. So, but um, man and Pedro, they're they're in the van. I think it's man that goes with the blonde girl in the back. No,
1: Pedro, blonde lady. Pedro. It's
4: Pedro. That's Pedro. Okay, yeah, yeah. They, they I'm really bad at the names. Pedro Pedro's
1: always driving, but he made a uh, man drive so that he could just hang out with the
4: girls. It's They're like, "Do you
2: know how to drive?" And he was like, "Eh." And he's like, "Okay, you drive. I'm gonna go
4: back here." He's <laughs> like, "Eh, yeah, good enough." Yeah, Pedro's in the uh, decides to go in the back with the with the blonde lady who. Is entirely okay with where Pedro wants to go with it, and if what we've described from his character, you probably should have a good idea of what he wants to do back there. <laughs> so they go do their back thing. It's kind of cringe actually to watch that whole. Yeah, it's super whole thing was really yeah. kind of yeah, um, And then there's there's the other the other lady decides to stay with man while they're driving, and she is very creepy. She you know those ghost stories where you're driving and um. You're you're told not to pick up some like woman in a wedding dress on the side of the road. She's the stoner equivalent, at least for me. And how obsessed the, she is with the driver kind of radiated that feeling. Oh, yeah, okay.
1: Like the age will tell. Of don't pick up hitchhiking ghosts.
4: Yeah, exactly. Don't. It's, she's a hitchhiking ghost embodied in a stoner's in body. The, in the <laughs> '70s, which is the worst time to be. <laughs> uh, yeah, pretty much. <laughs> exactly. But she she's really curious about a man, and so she asks him, "Hey, do you want any lewds? And man, because he's driving, and I don't know why he feels the need to talk really loud. I don't know if they ever talked like he has hard hearing or something, but he goes loots as loud as he can, and he she wants loud. him to be. Oh, yeah, that's probably what it is. And she's trying to keep him not being that loud. She's like, no, shh, I don't have enough ludes for everyone. And that's kind of like a little joke. It's, he has to talk quiet so they can have ludes. And I think they do end up having the ludes. And then Pedro comes up to the front seat and says, hey, there's some sort of band thing playing for uh, punk rockers. And so,
1: actually, wait, I want to go back. What are ludes? Because when I hear ludes, that refers to like pornographic images and i doubt they were taking pornographic images
2: sam no it, it's aliens i think that's how you pronounce it oh, it's yeah. like oh, a okay. prescription like uh i don't know painkiller something
4: oh, okay i don't
2: really know exactly
4: yeah so there's a there's a there's a sort of like a rock competition punk rock yeah. competition so what it is battle is, the is uh,
3: yeah, yeah what, they the ask fans. the girls like where they're heading towards. And they say, like, oh, yeah, we're going to this battle of the bands. And there's like, oh, we're in a band. And, like, oh, you guys should totally join It's Like, yeah, we should totally should join that.
0: We should totally get loaded first, right? Like, oh, yeah, yeah, we get loaded. Of course we're going to get loaded. Of course that's going to happen. But where do we get that? And then the uh, roadside witch starts saying, like, well, I, we should go to this one girl. Oh, we should go to Gloria. And, like, who's Gloria? And cuts to them in a police office. Police station, not police office. Police station. And there's talking to the girl who runs all the radios. I don't. They have a name, right? Like their position. Secretary. Uh,
3: no, uh, Yeah, she was dispatch.
1: Dispatch. That's what it is. She
4: yeah. is also another terrifying-looking person. <laughs> I think.
1: I, I, feel like I all think people. Rocky from the, is just terrified
4: women of women 70s.
3: from the seventies. Yeah. <laughs> I, yeah I, maybe that's I, what I, it, I it is. I kind of agree. I, I think They're, I am they too. All have this, like
1: vacant eyes. That's what it is. There's like a. Delays.
2: dude it's the fucking lsd that's what it is that's probably I what it, it is,
4: is i, I think of does. that woman running the dispatch and i think of like okay i'm with a friend and she's disappeared in a wax museum oh there she is standing with the wax museum <laughs> oh she's dead that's what
1: that's the feeling
4: <laughs> i get with
2: it that's like a goosebumps book man and pedro get on the radio and they're just like fucking around with the police officers and then oh at some point the police officers like go to the i know i skip over a bunch of stuff i'm not as detailed as everybody else but <laughs> but the police officers go to the police station so they're like oh, and the police officer
4: what's i don't know what the it... i don't know if they have names they have names i don't remember them so they actually got like, punished for trying to use like... their names because they had a oh, yeah. operation hard hat was what they're yeah, trying to operation the
2: leader cop goes in the bathroom or something pedro also goes to the bathroom and they have this interaction thing where where pedro is just like talking he's like man sometimes you just can't go or he's like shy or something like that what do they call that shy. can't go in front of other people yeah,
1: yeah. shy. Sure.
2: <laughs> i guess I, i'm not a dude right? so i don't have that
1: <laughs> yeah just imagine Man. like someone looking at you from the top of the uh doors in the restroom stalls that's what it feels like
2: actually one time when i was in a stall like a child his head under and he was like hi i was like
0: Get you shake now, face? <laughs> do i should've... know you so i just have a story to tell real quick it was my wedding day i think it was or the day before And me and Rocky are just both sitting, like, not sitting. We're, like, right next to each other at the urinals, and we're starting to take a piss. And Rocky just, like, looks over, and he's like, don't look at my dick.
4: And just looks back at the (laughs) urinal. (laughs) (laughs) To be fair. Well, no, no. This is what I want to say. To be fair, I knew Jiraiya probably wasn't the kind of person, but that's a disclaimer I have for anyone (laughs) who stands next to me at a urinal. (laughs) Because I use the, like aggression aggression that i just put out there as a means to get over my peace shyness as quickly as possible it's so like now i have that spurt of aggression i can use it to unwield on the urinal
1: it's one of those things though it's like when you tell someone don't think of an elephant one of the first things you think of is an elephant i feel like if you tell someone not to look at your dick they're immediately going to look at your dick
4: I have lines. If they do, I go, yeah, there we go, because by that point hopefully I'm keen. And then, you know, afterwards I, I, you know, tuck everything back in. I kind of bundle up as if I had a raincoat on. And I'm like, I'm sorry about this whole thing. I go (laughs) All right, so I'll make sure not
1: to go into the bathroom at the same time as you. F- yeah so they're sitting in the stalls he's like i'm pea shy and the officer turns on the faucet and he's like ah thanks man and he turns to shake his hand and pisses over his leg and then he immediately <laughs> runs out because he just pissed <laughs> on someone's leg uh then they start going and they stop at a hot dog stand and you see the van is starting to smoke Yep. Which brings, yeah which this like, is like a bad design clearly if it's just going to set on fire <laughs> itself.
3: Yeah, yeah it is. But yeah, like Well,
2: the, I think this is probably like the first prototype of a weed
1: vehicle. So <laughs> take that for a <laughs> test ride in Mexico. Don't like There set was that no over time. E.
3: <laughs> Nevertheless the exhaust is just like yeah, burning away people. at this van now.
1: Yeah, so um there's like a old there's like a old man and he's like eating a hot dog near it. And then they're all getting hot dogs, and they leave, and you see the old man again. He's buying like 20 hot dogs, cause you know, haha, munchies. Yeah,
2: he inhaled the smoke. Yeah.
1: Yeah, Gosh. it's it's very strong, apparently. Like it's, very. There's not that much smoke coming off of it, no. all things considered. If you if you, which most people probably thought, it just looks like the exhaust is on. Yeah. So then they start driving, while driving, a a cop pulls them over. And then as the cops going up, uh, there's a weird scene where Cheech and Chong are trying to trade places because a uh, man doesn't actually have a driver's license. As they change places where the cop arrives, um, man is sitting on Pedro's lap. And I guess it's funny because they're both dudes or something. <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't really... So, I mean, you're not um, wrong. So the cops there and then... Oh, look, the cop himself got high from the tiny fumes. And the cop's like, can I have your hot dog? And they're like, yep, sure, man. Here's the hot dog. You want any Fritos to go with it? And he's like, ha 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 ha. And then he like eats the hot dog in one bite. And then, and then, then he goes away. back. Yeah, then he walks <laughs> away. And that's that scene. <laughs> so. yeah. I mean, once again, so you're not dumb. wrong. Yeah, it's a
0: it's a weird scene.
3: Yeah, it's a scene Uh, where like the cop instantly got high off of their car and basically ended up eating their hot dog. And like whenever the cop walked up to the car, the first thing he asks is like, "Hey, what do you guys want, man?"
1: Yeah.
0: (laughs) Yeah. While he's walking away, they end up saying like, "I wish we had whatever he was smoking." And then it's
1: hilarious because they do have. They have
0: all of what he's (laughs) smoking. Whoa! All of it. Um, And then they're at the battle of the bands thing. Rock fight is what I think they call it in the movie and they're parked in the alleyway and the girl starts describing sex or something like this time her friend yeah she's ex yeah, yeah. Her friend,
3: or friend or something had sex yeah. one time and like was making the sounds that her roommate was having
0: yeah very loud and every like, everybody who's waiting outside in the line can hear it and um Pedro's like what? listening because man's asleep in the van And the girl and uh, the road, witch just starts describing it and getting louder and louder. Like everyone outside is hearing like, wow, he's like really doing a great job. And then man wakes up because he has a cramp. And so he's like trying to get out of the van. And so the van starts shaking like crazy. And he eventually makes his way out of the van. Like everyone starts clapping and Pedro's like, man, that's great. I can't believe how great you are at that. And I actually really know
1: your name was Alex. Yeah, I didn't
0: know your name was Alex because she's like screaming out Alex. I actually think that's the best joke in the movie because it commits to it. I feel
1: like it goes a bit too long. Yeah, it does. But, but, yeah. <laughs> like, I don't know that, if it's the best joke. It's just yeah. very, very
4: <laughs> stupid. It's really Yeah, I, I won't yeah. lie. It, it made me laugh, though. Yeah. It, was, it,
0: was, <laughs> it didn't
3: make me chuckle. Sadly enough, like, the whole thing with the dog is probably what made me laugh the most. Just because it's... It goes from like, oh yeah, this dog sniffs a car that happens to be made out of weed, but it's so strong, it just kills it.
4: I think the shooting the tires thing is what made me really laugh the hardest.
1: <laughs> shooting the tire
3: <laughs> one was, was actually great. a good one, too.
4: Yeah, then they go into the building.
1: Man still just has, like, a terrible cramp. Uh, you get a glimpse of some of the acts. It's weird, because I think they just had to make up punk-sounding-ish stuff. Not punk. Punk's Punk's like the 2000s, isn't it? No, punk uh, is 60s no. and 70s. No, no,
0: that... punk, is like, punk
2: is late uh, 70s. Or all right, mid, well, then
1: we're, mid 70s, I think. All right, punk probably is accurate. Then, yeah, it was exactly punk, period. yeah. Yeah. There we go, yeah. so yeah, it's punk. And they, like, had to make up what punk sound like, it feels like.
4: So it's I just... feel like that scene's still alive, though. Maybe punk? I'm oh, misunderstanding. Yeah. And that's definitely what punk dead. sounded
0: like, then. I, I think what you're I thinking mean, of, E, is, like, pop punk, but punk sounded really gritty and kind of bad back in the day and that was kind of the appeal well
2: yeah, like they kind the of went point. to like a, a punk sound and then sort of like a post-punkish sound which is post-punk is like uh late 70s so that's when it
1: yes yeah, it's, it's like modernism versus like post-modernism versus like traditionalism stuff like that sure
0: <laughs> yeah i guess those that's are. exactly <laughs> that's exactly what i was thinking too <laughs> You I, you spoke from
2: like, my
4: heart. What that sounded. Like.
2: I thought they did a pretty good job of sort of making fun of that whole scene.
1: Yeah. Um. Just. <laughs> hey, that's yeah. Yeah. And then um, Pedro's kind of going around like ri- he's just writing a song on the spot apparently. Yeah. Because he, he was like worried. Well, I guess it did sound like they have a lot of Spanish type songs. Which probably wouldn't fly in this yeah, I don't know I feel like they could just bust out the mariachi band right there <laughs> I don't know <laughs> so about you
0: know, that one <laughs> I um... think
1: that would jive with the edgy twenty year old looking people of the seventies <laughs> are they like are they supposed to be twenties to thirties yeah, probably, okay, I don't know if Punk was like a teen thing at the time I mean
0: it's just a rebellion thing just a counterculture I mean... kind of thing
1: yeah uh, also oh, hippies make sense yeah.
0: I mean, they hated hippies, actually. Punk's hated hippies, but...
2: Punk was like a... What's the word? Uh, reaction to hippies, sort yeah. of, I guess.
0: Yeah. Because hippies and... was like love, peace, <laughs> and everyone share everything, and punk was like, go fuck yourself yeah. and die.
2: <laughs> well, it's like... Well, punk was like...
0: It's kind of anti-capitalism in a weird way.
2: Anti... Well, yeah, anti-capitalism,
3: anti-government,
2: anti... any sort of...
0: Yeah, anti-corporate...
4: <laughs> anti <laughs> Almost uh, yeah, anarchist, almost. Almost. Yeah, like, With there's, yeah, very,
3: <laughs> which is a
4: good very thing. heavy nihilism kind of yeah. ran through it too. Yeah. So yeah, fair enough. But also, like I guess
3: this is also one of those things too. Like a a lot, a lot of the earlier punk bands, I guess they're actually f- are fans of metal, but none of them were actually good enough to play metal, so they just made punk instead, which was considered to be. Like, simple metal, in a sense.
4: Sounds like an opinion that someone that played metal came up with. <laughs> <laughs> no, that was actually was considered a thing.
1: Yeah, so uh, punk is happening, and Pedro's going up to a man like, Hey, I've, I'm listen- I'm making this song. I think it might jive with the youth. Or, I, say the, I keep acting like these are teenagers when they're all in, like, young... Ad- not even really young adults at that point. But... So he's, like, talking about this stuff, and then...
2: I'd say say they're, like, early 20s. (laughs) Maybe.
1: Maybe it's all the drugs make them look a lot older than they are. Maybe
2: they're supposed to look uh, younger, but as we know in movies, they usually use older actors. Yeah, Yeah,
1: that's true. As we learned last week with Reefer Madness, when they're, like, 30 years old, supposed to be in high school. (laughs) (laughs) But, uh, so... That's all he's like explain, or uh, Pedro's explaining to man what the song is. And man looks like he is out of it. He's not there. And Pedro's like, yo, what's up with you, man? He's like, uh, and then he's asking the chicks like, yo, did you give him something? And they're like, yep, we gave him all the pills.
0: Well, no, they're like, yeah, we gave him stuff, but we gave him uppers. There should be no problem here. And then she goes and she checks her stash and goes like, oh, wait, I may have made a mistake. And so she's like, well, I have these, but we can either give them to him to help his heart speed up, or we can party later. So it cuts to them just dragging him around while he's trying to recover, because obviously they want to party later. And they're just kind of dragging him around a whole bunch, taking him outside. She gets confused with somebody else. Eventually, she gets him back and gets him into the women's restroom to where there's just a bunch of women doing their makeup and drugs and whatnot in the mirror while he just has his head in the sink throwing up constantly.
1: Then the cops show up again. Yeah. They're like, we got him this time. We just got to
0: find a way into that building. And some Hare Krishnas are around, which, uh, fun fact here, uh, the people who played the Hare Krishnas were actually paid $25 extra if they agreed to shave their heads. Did they? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) And so the police see the, uh, the Hare Krishnas, and they get them into the van, put them in there, and then take their outfits to try and get into the concert. Like that would help them yeah.
1: somehow? You know, that's that's the punk scene is a bunch of Christians.
0: <laughs> it's just so first off, they're not Christian, but that's not important. <laughs> <laughs>
1: you can't say the Christianers.
0: Hari Krishna.
1: <laughs> oh <Wow. laughs> I, th- I just—I was, was like, I, d- I didn't know they were Christian. I thought they were like Buddhists or something, but no, fun. I, I was just going with it. You kept calling them Christianers.
4: It's actually funny because I also thought they were Buddhist, and I remember being really cringe. I was like, they don't even look like Buddhists, but apparently I wasn't even thinking about them.
3: <laughs>
4: yeah, so some
1: hardy Christianers are there and they <laughs> swap clothes with the cops. And uh, the cops are trying to go in and, like, banging the beads and uh, doing the music sounds. And the guys are like, hey, you need a ticket again. And the cops are like, peace and love, man. Ah,
0: like, no, no, you need a ticket, though.
1: He's like, okay, I'm actually a cop. And they're like, you still need a ticket, though. (laughs) (laughs) He's like, here's my ticket. Actually,
2: that was, like, one of the funnier lines I thought. Um, one of the funnier line deliveries. He was like, Yeah, I'm a cop, look, I have I have this and he sort of shows him the gun. He's like, Um, yeah, that's a gun, not a ticket. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I thought the <laughs> line delivery was funny.
1: <laughs> so yeah, they're obviously not allowed in, so they leave, and as they leave they notice, Oh shit, the weed truck's being towed and then they go chasing after it and uh the guys from Mexico that sent the weed truck are there already and are getting the weed truck
0: yeah I don't,
1: this part was kind of weird to me the, why whole, they're there. the whole thing
0: is confusing yeah yeah I was gonna say this is probably just poor writing
3: is what it is but it, I think it's kind of established that like yeah this, these are the people that they were supposed to de- to deliver the weed van to and this is the cops basically busting the guys that they were you know selling aren't sending the weed van to
1: so the tow the tow guy just is like alright I don't fucking care anymore and the cops try arresting the mob boss type people. They, they yeah. speak like they're Italian mob bosses. <laughs>
0: yeah, we'll go with Italian mob bosses. And then, like, all yeah. the while while they're doing this, the van has been leaking, I guess? What yes. that
3: was is, yeah, like, uh, the tow driver, whenever he was towing the van, like, I think, basically just goes over the curve of a sidewalk. And whenever it did that, like, it apparently just made the van start to leak gasoline everywhere.
1: Yeah. Right, and here's the thing though so that van's made of weed yeah and runs on gasoline yeah which gasoline gets burnt so to run yep so how does that van just not instantly catch fire as soon as it starts you're Moving asking magic. too many hey. questions no. <laughs> okay the van is Silly made people.
2: of weed. Why are
0: you asking me these <laughs> questions? That's I don't mean, you
1: gotta, anyway. If you're establishing stuff like that, you gotta be consistent at least. Don't fucking have it run on gas at that point. Fucking, It's air-powered. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> Do something that doesn't
4: That I raise more questions. Are you telling me you've never smoked weed laced with gasoline? Come on. <laughs> I, I haven't you it haven't
3: on lived, this. man.
4: <laughs> gotta s- smoke that green gassy. <laughs> <laughs> i i mean that
1: probably would light it faster
4: yeah that would definitely light it faster
1: okay so as the cops are like arresting the mobs there's some dude on the side of the road who's just smoking a dr- well i think it's just a cigarette actually and he gets up to leave and he throws the cigarette near the car and that just sets everything on fire yeah and nobody notices yeah, uh, you know, it's like, oh, man, there's a lot of heat coming off from the back of this car that's not on.
2: Not to mention the giant flames coming out of the
1: car. Yeah, that's the thing I'm <laughs> thinking about,
0: really, is nobody notices all the giant fucking flames.
1: Um, I mean, like, what kind of city is this? Maybe that's just on par for the course. Maybe this just fires. Maybe. Maybe
0: it's Detroit. Sure. But, like, the next <laughs> k- shot we see of the cops... Is they're all coming back with tons and tons of food, which seems like two minutes later, and they're all extremely high. There's still a giant fire at the back of the van, and they're all super high, eating everything. And the mobsters are like, we can just leave? And they're like, yeah, okay. And they just walk away and leave. And the cops just stay there Well, the mobster's like,
1: oh, yeah, I'll just buy you a... Actually, I don't know if it was the mobster or the cops saying that, but they're like, oh, I'll buy you some dinner.
3: I don't know. It was a mobster saying that because, like, they're both, okay. they're, they're super high too. And then, so they're like, we should go get something to eat. Like, yeah, okay, I'll buy you something.
1: Oh, yeah. And also, then, I forgot, like, slightly before this is, uh, Pedro and Man's band is going on stage. Yeah. And, and, uh, and... Man is still just out of his head. Yeah. And he's, like, stripping over the drums, destroying everything. And all the people in the punk stadium are like, boo. Yeah. And then, uh. What happens is the smoke from the van goes into the vents of the building and sprays weed smoke over everyone. So now everyone's high. Like instantly. Hamburgers. Yeah. Also,
0: I want to just mention how I know it's supposed to probably be like a celebration thing. Like everybody's high and they're eating. But the shots of the people in the concert hall eating the hamburgers felt really gross to me.
1: I think it's supposed, maybe this is actually an anti-drug message. I thought that about the pizza
4: with the, the police when they're stuffing their face the pizza, pizza that disgusted me.
1: Because oh, like they're like grabbing three slices and like trying to smush them all together and eat it. That's
4: not how you eat pizza. Yeah. <laughs> that really bothered me. That's not how you eat pizza, it's- you it's- disgusting pig, you. <laughs>
2: It's supposed to be just like an over dramatic display of the munchies, which is just. Yeah, ridiculous. but it's just. I don't good. know. Like,
1: do something even more like over the, the top. Worst. Like roll the pizza into a burrito and have them trying to like eat the pizza burrito they just oh, made. That's a or good something.
4: Idea. No, don't do that. Just eat the pizza. It's supposed to be eating What's
1: wrong with you? Eat the, the box or something. I don't the know. The
0: pizza kind of didn't look good anyway. It did not look good, like good pizza at all. It looked like
1: garbage pizza, it looked greasy. So, what? It just
0: looked like bad cheese. I don't care.
2: Yeah.
1: <laughs>
4: you I'm not talking about the quality. Standard. I don't you're have high standards on the quality of food. I have. <laughs> <laughs> it was the etiquette that really bothered me. I was like, how are you going to enjoy any of it when you yeah. just slam it in your no, face like that? You have that?
1: a point. Like, if you're just, like, scarfing down that pizza like that, you don't get to savor the taste of the yeah, pizza or anything.
4: It would really upset me. I think I said wow and shook my head without realizing <laughs> I was doing it. <laughs> I, th- I mean in general they waste food
1: in this movie anyways which all which as we've established always upsets me i was mad when he stepped into the cheerios
4: yeah i th- actually that might be it too i, I kind of cringe when when i see food just it's probably more more, be- not because i want to save food because i'm a pig i guess <laughs> i, I could have eaten that exactly. <laughs> yeah.
1: I'm still mad in the friggin' from back from the Christmas Prince when they're just putting cookies on a tree for some reason instead of eating them. I forgot about that. I'm still upset that. that bothered me. Yeah, but uh, so yeah, now the entire stadium. I keep calling it a stadium. The building's high. It's the concert hall. Yeah, the concert that, like, a... that feels more elegant than it is, though. It's just like a club yeah Yeah. Um, it it more or less is like it's they're all yeah small tiny venue
3: uh, just packed full bunch of punk kids trying to see bands while they're doing the battle of bands
1: yeah so the then uh pedro uh he's also i forgot to remark so his costume is like a tutu with some uh pasties with spinels on them and like it's a smorgasbord of like toddler girls clothing
0: yeah i wouldn't say toddler girl but
1: basically, yeah,
0: small female uh, girl tutu thing.
4: Yeah, and some inappropriate sex things. An alien ear? i just be weird, but I wasn't really bothered with the costume. <laughs> I, I mean, know. it's not. I honest. thought it was. i see it worse. Yeah, I, I didn't know. I was just like okay, they got their own little thing going on. I didn't look at <laughs> it too close. I didn't notice the sex stuff with it. I just thought like okay.
1: Uh, I get your point though. Like kind of around that time with like the the cross eighties you know, yeah. hair bands, but like kind of that style
4: exactly so i figured it was it was an interesting take
1: yeah Well i mean like you guys were saying punk's all about like raging against the machine and being anti uh norms and stuff so you know like when everyone's really uppity about the clothing that you wear just be like fuck it i'm gonna wear a tutu who cares
4: yeah i thought it was kind of clever if you're because there's probably so much fucking adrenaline you know Hormonal assholes and that. I thought it was it was a, a, very punkish thing to do. It's not wrong it's... now that I'm thinking about it, actually.
1: But uh, yeah. So now they're playing. Um, they're doing real good, and that makes me wonder: are they do? Are they actually like just really good, or is it because everyone's high, including them?
4: Everyone is very high.
3: Maybe that everyone's very high.
4: I won't yeah, lie. You know, I kind of. I was, was kind of vibing that? to that song, though. I don't know why. <laughs> no, it, it's not that song. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. i, was gonna say, like, I think
3: it was, you guys were freaking out about the tutu the entire time, and I was looking at the. our watching this going, like, why does he need such big fucking drumsticks?
1: Yeah, that's what caught on. No, I was going to ask Raya, actually, like, I feel like you can't play with drumsticks that big. You
0: can, but it's going to break the drum heads. Okay. They're too heavy. If you or, use like, any force at them, then it's gonna it. it's going to go through it. There's not a whole There's lot a- more to say about the scene other
3: than like, it's one of those like, they're not doing very well up until the entire oh, yeah, until the entire room is just like, filled with smoke and everyone's getting stoned off their asses and then all of a sudden like, they're just this amazing band up on stage.
1: Then they finish and yeah, which, everything's hunky-dory. Which we should say, like, uh, this is
3: like, one of the few times I should say, like, it plays a full song throughout the thing and it's just like, them jamming out for throughout the entire time for this full song and like, during this time is whenever that scene they're talking about where the officers are stoned off their asses and eating pizza outside.
1: Yeah. And well, then, there's multiple scenes of that because the yeah. hard ass, what's his name? Uh, Sp- 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 ass. Sinko? Doesn't matter. Yes, Satinko. Yeah. yeah. S- Satinko. Yeah, uh, he's all like, I am so upset. I have never been high except for once. And they're all like, ah, oh, just chill, man.
0: He's Lean like, into
1: Fuck it. it. I'm the most chill. And then he scarfs down pizza and drops all of the pizza on the floor. So, yeah, that's that's the end of that plot point of the car. Um, yeah. Supposedly, they just let it burn the entire car down and, and stayed high.
0: Presumably. Yeah. Then it crossfades after they're done playing and Pedro and man are in the car driving. And they're basically saying, "Oh man, we did such a great job. We need to do this more often." And,
1: and practice and get an agent. Then
0: we have snacks like backstage and stuff. It's gonna be awesome, man. Like, but uh, do you have do you have anything? Do you have a, any any weed left? And he's like, "No, I, I think I have some hash though." He asks for a safety pin. Puts the hash on the safety pin. Lights it. Starts smoking it. Hands it over to Pedro. It lands in his lap. The hash does. It starts burning his crotch. and He starts patting it out. and He's driving and freaking out. And then man pours a beer on his crotch and it zooms out from a big aerial shot.
1: It plays up in smoke.
0: And then credits.
1: But yeah, so that's the movie. It, sh- it ended. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it
3: just kind of ends. Like, there's
1: not really any rhyme really or reason. Yeah. No. It doesn't resolve the plot points.
0: It is a movie with 10 to 15 minute sequences where things happen and then sometimes they remember that it's a movie and they try to put a plot point in there.
2: Pretty
0: much, yeah. yeah. Fun fact, not fun fact, just statistics. Uh, the movie fact. cost roughly around $2 800000 of that was Cheech and Chong's own money that they put into the project. The most surprising thing is is that it was an insanely wild hit. With even the $2 million budget, they grossed $44 million, e. which is a huge hit. I did not check what it is inflation-wise, but it's a lot.
1: Oh, and then Even now, it's probably still making a lot from being the stoner. Oh, yeah, movie. from
0: being a cult, cl- cult classic. Oh, yeah, they're still making tons and tons from royalties and stuff. So they're, they're sitting pretty on even just their old Cheech and Chong stuff, not to mention all their future projects, which Cheech Marin went on to have a fairly lucrative acting career in normal acts movies. And uh, Thomas Chong went on and kind of became a huge symbol for stoners and legalizing weed and did a few roles that most people know him better for than even Cheech and Chong uh that his role in that 70s show is Leo is where I think most people would know him as he's the the stoner in that
1: I feel like I know who that is
0: I think you would recognize him if you saw him I think the only thing left is to ask uh Robbie one out of ten and final thoughts
3: so I guess with like a final thoughts like once again like we were talking about before this is more or less the standard that stoner movies ended up getting, especially or stoner comedies ended up getting. And, like, uh, there's a lot of people who were copying this movie, more or less, and were, like, you know, made their own version of it with their own stoner comedies. And this is basically the standard that, you know, are the bar that other movies had to kind of leap over to make, make it their own stoner comedy. And, like, this one was popular enough that they made seven other movies off of this, which is basically just, you know... Them making jokes and then, oh yeah, making jokes and having a loose plot to all these different lines of different jokes.
0: Yeah, and uh, a little uh, known fact is Tommy Chong actually directed four of their features.
3: mm -hmm. He actually directed, or he was one one of the directors for this one.
0: Mm -hmm.
3: There's that, uh, I guess, another little fun fact about it too. They found it hard to do traditional advertising for this movie, and so they decided to have a novel idea of just putting comic strips on bus benches, which gave the film kind of a street feel, which is one of the reasons why it's a cult hit is because it kind of felt underground because, like, the only way you'd actually see advertisements for it was just on random bus benches throughout the city.
0: Yeah, which is honestly really smart.
3: (laughs) Yeah. Which, like I said, it's one of those, ultimately, it was successful for them to try that. All in all, though, like, I guess looking at it through today's perspective, it is just more or less just, like, kind of an average stoner comedy if anything i'd give this movie like a on the merits of the movie alone if you're not looking at it for like historical value or or it being like really like the first standard set for stoner comedies i'd say this is maybe like a five out of ten movie
0: okay
3: because it is funny it is entertaining but it's not like anything you know crazy or crazy good especially compared to you know some of the standards that movies are set nowadays
4: right right i hear you rocky what about you i give it a six I don't know, it, it's, it, it really is a, you you can tell how many movies with a similar uh, theme borrowed from this type of comedy, and it was kind of, at least from my understanding, because I don't know the history of this too well, but it does seem like a first yeah. for what it is, so I can appreciate it in that context. A lot of the jokes aren't really funny to me, there's a lot of things that I just miss, I still have ADHD, so there's a lot of things I just didn't notice. But there were some jokes that got to me, and yeah, it was. It, I, I could watch it. That was another thing too. Like I could sit down and watch this movie, um, <laughs> not close, like not religiously or taking it serious, but you know, it got my attention. Yeah. So I, I'll give it a six. Okay. Uh, let's move over to Sam. Um, yeah, I'll give it a six as well. It's not
2: something that I normally watch, but I didn't hate watching it. I mean, I thought it was entertaining. I thought it was fun, and dumb, and silly um didn't have to pay too much attention to it but like it didn't you know bore me or anything like that right so i did kind of pay attention to it um yeah like i said some of the jokes didn't age super well but <laughs> but some of them it did and you know they're still funny today but just the stoner comedy man If you like stoner comedies
0: yeah, yeah. you know, like
2: this and you know like you said you know, just Cheech, Cheech and Chong in general just sort of reminds me of father. <laughs>
4: <dear> father. father. <laughs>
3: reminds you of dear old father.
2: Because <laughs> he has that, you know, same sort of humor, and I think I sort of picked up that same humor <laughs> from him. <laughs> I have I have dad humor, I'm not going to lie. <laughs> I do. <laughs> um, yeah, so...
1: That's a six for me. Nice and over to E. Uh, I'm I'm feeling a five. It's definitely not a bad movie, which is good because I was kind of expecting a bad movie. Not my movie is a big issue with it. Ultimately, that gives it a quote unquote low rating of average. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't it... know
3: if average is low. I think average is just average.
1: <laughs> I mean, a lot of people would get like upset at a five out of ten but that's a different conversation really um right not my kind of movie i could see this being like uh my f- dad kind of movie or my brother kind of movie or my uncle's kind of movie sure yeah. not yeah not mine but uh there's a lot there's a lot of stuff that works in this that i wasn't expecting like i wasn't expecting so many like clever visual humor just throughout the entire thing because i was like uh, it's going to be dumb stoner stuff. They're going to be high all the time. They're going to be like, ha, ha, ha. And it's like that for like 45 minutes straight. <laughs> then, but no, no, like it, clever stuff. They And I was surprised they did clever stuff that didn't even have to do with the marijuana or anything. They just did jokes. Like I said, one of my favorite jokes is a simple thing that's really easy to miss where the guy's holding out his hand, to signal he's going to turn, and the other guy with him thinks he's looking for rain like simple things like that i really like yeah and i would i wish the other stuff was more my kind of humor because i think i'd really like it but also like i'm just not a stoner kind of humor guy even if it's it's just a bit too dumb for me which is weird for me to say because i like some really dumb stuff but
3: (laughs) i think it's you probably agree with me in the sense of like the jokes that there are jokes that fall flat, and there are other jokes that are genuinely funny, but whenever you kind of put both of those together, it just kind of evens out to an average movie.
4: Uh, somewhat that. Like, In fairness I, to some of the jokes that fall flat, though, um, I think it's because they're overdone through the history of Stoner movies. You see yeah. them happen so often. But this was the first, you know what I mean? Like, before they turn into, like, s- off-store brand that- yeah exactly like this over
3: is, overdone cliches
4: yeah so i that that's something i try to keep in mind is with with the jokes that do you fall flat that they fall flat mostly because of how overused they were you know what i mean wow. it's like it's like bitching it's like being a like a like in the mountains at a river and bitching because the water is not as good as the water back in your house right <laughs> well that's where, yeah, sure, that's where it all comes from there.
1: Yeah, that's that's, I get what you're... My my issues with this movie aren't really the humor, although that's some of it. It's more just, like, the pacing's really weird, and it doesn't really follow any sort of coherency. And I know it's not supposed to. It's just I kind of like some structure, or if it's going to be something like this, I prefer it to be more of something like a TV show rather than a movie. Because, like, if you split this up into, like, 11-minute episodes, I think that actually work a lot better in its favor because then it could tell its very simple plots without having to be like, oh, whoops, we accidentally forgot that plot point. Oh, well. Yeah. So I think
0: what you're saying is, like, the narrative structure is a lot of the problem. I think that where a lot of later movies curbed a lot of things from this one, um, they also did take note of what it failed at. So I think things like Harold and Kumar, Pineapple Express, um, Half Baked, those kind of movies, like they take that buddy comedy thing and they they curb what they can from it to keep it relevant and keep it funny because there is a dynamic there that you can't argue with. Like Cheech and Chong work well together. Like when they're on screen, they're talking to each other. Like there is a charisma that you cannot deny. They just, they just work. I think that the, with Harold and Kumar and again, Pineapple Express, like they take that charisma and they roll with it. And they definitely make that the main guiding light for the entire movie. But they also throw in a coherent plot that helps drive all the zaniness forward. In Harold and Kumar, it's a very simple goal. It's, hey, we want to go to this white castle because we got the munchies. And then from A to B, that's all it is. That's all you need to know. And then insane stuff happens between there. It's very similar to this. There's a very simple thing. What I think Cheech and Chong is missing in this scenario is they don't have a, this is our goal, this is where we started. Yeah, It's just a bunch of zany things happen. There's not that plot structure to help it along. Pineapple Express, it starts off as a very simple stoner comedy and it becomes a very different movie by the end of it. So I think the the narrative structure is the thing that most later stoner comedies ended up getting right and in many ways ended up doing better than... They did the buddy comedy parts, but yeah, I, I I definitely I agree with you on that. So you would say your final rating is a uh, five? Yeah, that's, that seems fair.
1: Okay. What about you, Drea?
0: Yeah, I think I'm a. I'm gonna go with the five as well. I don't think that it's a bad movie, but I think like what Rocky was saying, it's what everything that it was doing back then was extremely original. Like the jokes about the munchies and the cops and the immigration stuff, and like. At the time, that was extremely edgy, extremely fresh, and extremely funny. But looking back at it from our perspective, from hindsight, um, it feels tired and it feels played out. So I think it's unfair to judge it on those merits, but I think on the plot merit, yeah. That's definitely something you can hold it back for because movies have always had coherent plots and this just didn't. It relied too much on the jokes to get it through everything else. And I don't quite think that it, that it pushes it through. So, yeah, I think I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to hit it with that five as well.
3: So I think it's safe to say, like, maybe between all five of us, this is maybe like 5.4, 5.5 yeah. out of 10.
0: Yeah, if you want to check it out, definitely check it out. There is some history there in films and stoner comedies that, I don't know, if you're into those, then I think it's a, you're doing yourself a disservice not to be aware of where it all started.
1: But if you're not into stoner comedies, this is not going to be the one to when you. To sweep, this no. is a very, <laughs> Yeah, this is a very standard one. Like, I don't think I'll ever have any desire to see this movie again. I don't think I'd ever show anyone else this movie. Right,
0: yeah. Yeah, I like, agree.
1: At, at, yeah, at most, like I said, I know some people who might like stoner comedies that probably would like this. But as I said way back at the start, if you... No, if you are someone who likes donor comedies the chances are you've probably already seen this
0: yeah very likely but that leaves us at the end of the podcast which means i have to say goodbye to everybody robbie thank you for joining us obviously as always of course e thank you so much for being here yeah sam always a pleasure sister sibling Dear sister, as we watch this comedy that reminds us of dear old father. (laughs) As papa. Dear old father. (laughs) (laughs) And Rocky, thanks for coming in from across the country. And thank you
4: for having me. Of course.
0: Next week, we are going to be skipping the 80s entirely and heading all up into the 90s. Not going to reveal what movie that is yet, but just know it is a 90s stoner comedy. But... If you want to get a hold of us, follow us, message us, comment on anything, you can do that at Last Ones In on Twitter and on Facebook. Send us a message. Let us know what's going on. Um, Tell us your thoughts or opinions or anything. We would love to hear from you guys. We definitely want to hear from the community. If you want to email us, that would be great, too. Our email is thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. Again, that email is thelastonesinpodcast at gmail.com. And I just want to say... For some reason, we have a huge fan base in Brazil right now, so shout out to you guys. You are growing the fan base and kind of making this thing awesome, honestly. Um, Way more people than I ever expected to listen to this are listening, and I gotta say, I really appreciate it.
1: Yeah, thank you guys for the support. Yeah, there's like at least 10 people listening, and that's an insane amount of people. There is at opinion. least yeah. 10
3: people listening. You're at right. least tens of people yeah. listening to <laughs> like us. I
1: can't, I can't even imagine what 10 people in a room would look like. Just like it's insane.
3: <laughs> <laughs> I mean, considering with the stay-at-home order, you're like, yeah, it's actually hard to imagine at this point. Rather terrifying. <laughs> <laughs> it is you see 10 people in a group together and then you think like oh no they're going to start the the new wave of the plague ah, and then they so start like snapping at you
1: I <laughs> <laughs> oh, appreciate the support of course it is great that people out there listen to what we say
0: yeah it's it's honestly been really insane seeing those numbers go up
1: yeah
3: thank you guys for that
0: yeah but we're going to get back at you next week with another tiny history lesson in the world of weed and stoner comedies. Thank you guys for listening. Have a great week. Goodbye. Uh,
1: Laters. You're,
2: you're Bye. Laters. Good. Bye. Goodbye.
1: Goodbye.
2: People still, people still just don't know what the hell they want when they come, can't so. hear you, Sam. I said people still don't know Can what the hell they
3: Sam?
0: want when they come i can hear sam
3: yeah i can hear her too
0: i can't hear anything is this me am i the one
3: this
4: gives me that might be you dry uh, (laughs) that's weird this gives me me an idea you should do a a podcast where like Dry can't hear anybody (laughs) and then like just like goes into like paranoia and then it turns into like one of those like story you know like those twilight storytelling things
1: I don't know. Yeah,
4: can you hear me, Jiraiya? I
1: don't think he can.
4: Damn, he can't hear me. I don't think he can hear any of us.
3: (laughs) Congratulations, new podcast. Just four of us.
0: Well, Jiraiya just... All right, let's let's be the four of us, us watch the movie. Yeah, the four us the movie for a second. Dry dry and... Don't know what's happening.
2: Yeah, everybody mute yourselves, cause I'm talking. Thank you.
4: Oh. <laughs> oh, sh- oh, sorry, sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's debatable. I, I it's you can bisexual. you could totally you could suck dicks for drugs and not be gay. Yeah. You just as long like, as you no, hate s-
3: it the
4: time. Yeah, you gotta <laughs> say things like I've never sucked a dick I liked, and then you know oh, like. Go back at at it. it. Like hey. The Cookie Monster. Yeah, it's,
1: like, it's like you don't like your job, but you still do it. Well, you have a job, exactly. It's a job.
4: You know what you're in there for. You can it's even like give. And in, in, you're out.
1: It's like nine to five, right there.
4: You know, like they always show, like the, like the, like the, like the, like the retailer worker. Like, look, man, this is just a job to me. This the same thing when you have a, you know, sucking dick for drugs. Like, look, I'm not gay. You know what I'm doing this for? I just really need that meth. <laughs> just uh. Look, I work for you, so don't look me in the eye is what I'm saying, man.
3: (laughs) Okay, you say it's a pleasant angry face, but when she's making that face and stabbing you in the stomach, it's a whole
0: other...
4: It doesn't really matter what face you're making when they're stabbing you in the stomach, okay? (laughs) I was getting stabbed in the stomach, and I was like, isn't this some white privilege bullshit?